Welcome to the Dungeon House, where a bunch of regular people with regular jobs gather to play Dungeons and Dragons. We aren't professionals, so if you hear food ASMR or baby in the back, just understand it's normal. This show is recommended for those 13 and up. The music you'll hear is brought to you by William Heaton and various other artists. We're glad that you're here to share in the fun and laughter, as well as the challenges along the way. So come on into our home, take a seat on the couch, and enjoy The Dungeon House. <laughs> Welcome to The Dungeon House! Woo! Was that cool? Did I get it? I don't even know. That was just a cool yeah, guess. Yeah, you got it this time. Welcome to The Dungeon House! You got it. Nice. What is that? What a beautiful okay. day. <laughs> okay, nice. Thanks for showing me in this pretty good, actually. Um, Use Legend of Zelda and the early stages of labor. <laughs> all right, all right. For, for those that are very for those that are the Zelda fans here, today marks the day of the third trailer for the Tears of the Kingdom release, and we were just discussing how great of a day this is. You can say that we're a little excited. I, like, if I had the opportunity to give birth to a child within this two-week time frame, I would do it today just to mark their birthday with the day of the re release of the trailer. The, uh... Hey, want to know something sad, though? That game what? comes out the day before my wedding. Oh, you poor soul. So I'm not getting married. That No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. Hey, <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. Fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah. Sorry, babe. No honeymoon for us. <laughs> Look, you could just spend your honeymoon playing the game, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I'll think of it. I'll consider it heavily. The, ma the man, the right? episode of the new season of Demon Slayer's out. Oh, that's true. Wait, what was that, David? The first episode of the new season of Demon Slayer. Yeah. It's really? Yeah, it's really good. We haven't seen it yet. We're waiting for it to be dubbed because we're like that. <laughs> the, I, the voice acting in English is so much worse than it is in Japanese. It is so good in Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I like we it. Know. I like we know. English one, to be honest on that one. Wait, you like it? Oh. On which one? I do, and I'm not afraid of, to admit. On which one? On Demon Slayer, I like the English voice actors. Oh my god. Uh, um, Zenitsu is a little much sometimes. <laughs> Zenitsu is always a little much. But okay. it's okay. Are you hating on Zenitsu? Well, no, I love Zenitsu, but his voice in English can get... In English. In English, yeah. It's a bit pitchy. I don't know. Point. Unpopular opinion that all the fanboys are gonna hate me, but I think Zenitsu is the worst character that has ever been. Bro, created. no. Like he's just a loser. At the end of the no, day, dude. Okay, here's my hot take: the early stages of Naruto is the worst character ever developed. McKay, are, are you gonna take that? <laughs> There's a lot of filler, so I can understand where you're coming from. No, no, I'm not talking about the anime in general. I'm talking about the oh, character no, in general. Is, is that is a he sword? An awful character. He's so I, annoying at the very beginning. He is, he is, he is, David. 
That's cool. That is awesome. Joey, you literally have a sword. I literally have a full Zenitsu costume. That's dope. Yes. Be careful. That's See, dope. priorities! Sorry. Well, because of that... Wait, oh, wait <laughs> Get back here. Get back here. Nah! Get back here. Alright. Alright. Right. I'd be so if Joy was just like, what is it? Like, first form. First form. And then, like, you see lightning, and then Kyle will scream. Under breathing. Yeah, and then you just see the head go. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Alright. Um, well, Kyle, because of um, that, I'm going to ask you to do the recap from last episode. Alright, last time on The Dungeon House. The party successfully made their way into the tower after a bunch of skeletons let down a drawbridge. Before the situation, the party was discussing like what was going on, the situation, the oddity of being around. But as they successfully crossed into the drawbridge, tensions were high as emotions were concerned about would they figure out what was going on, see the people that had been taken away. During their encounters in the tower... They made it up to the top room and they met. What's the fetcher's name? I need a, I need help. Phone a friend. Nigel. Uh, Nigel. Nigel. Wait, Nigel. That's right, Nigel. The most the most villainous name. Ooh. The most all Nigels out there. I'm sorry, but as the party met Nigel, the dark, evil, villainous necromancer who had some the personal beliefs. <laughs> Necromancist. Necromancist. Uh, <laughs> Uh, necromancer assists. See the people, the razor from the deader. Um, as they as they met Nigel, the party then. What was the other fetcher's name that like joined Nigel? Jerkface. Jerkface. Lannister. Lannister, right? Lannister ended up joining Nigel, aligning with Nigel's ideals, but the party. Worked together to defeat Nigel after learning that he wanted to end the vigils. Um, not Lua, but David's. Alaya. Alaya <laughs> heroically sacrificed an, an heirloom received by her parents to break the, the spell surrounding the device. Upon touching the device, the dead body awoken, and it was revealed that the test is over. How is the party going to react to that? Will emotions go crazy? How is Aliyah going to find peace knowing that she just lost her artifact for the sake of a test? Find out right now on The Dungeon House. Alright, guys. Well, to kind of set the scene and to give you guys a little bit of stuff to do during this, I'd like us all to jump back into uh, Alba Rodeo. Oh, um, I'm anticipating that. If that is all right, the war is never over. What's the password again, guys? <laughs> capital T, the capital B, Butler. No space. All right. Sorry. All right. So to kind of set the scene, what's been going on? Um. Uh, as kind of the green haze of noxious gas. Um, is starting to kind of get dispelled from the, the cloud kill spell that um, this Nigel Zola. Uh, oh no. 
What happened? He, he connected uh, I was to connect my iPad to the TV and it decided to play YouTube instead, so. Oh. Now we're gonna get copyrighted. Yay! Yeah. That's why we're going, ah, uh, for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so you can see this green haze leaving. The sounds of fighting still quite prevalent um as a lot of the people have ran more towards where he is um though on the back side close to where alaya pinky opal and adelaide are standing um and also pablo don't forget him um has been the body of the stranger that you've been carrying around was laying the room is still dimly lit which is the faint glow of red from the dice, but the glow from where the ward was, um, where Elias sacrificed the, the necklace given to her by her father, um, that glow is gone. A little bit of light streams in the arrow slits in the tower, and all of a sudden, Everyone in the room can hear from that back corner as Opal touches the rod to the the stranger. You hear the of the rivets on the ring, the conduit, um, be released. You hear them disengage. And with that, he takes a breath in. And standing up, you, as you can all, can mostly see, maybe Moss has a little bit of a, a blocked sight line. You see him kind of stand up. He's a bigger man, not like crazy big, but and like muscly. Looks like he's like in his mid 40s or so. And kind of his facial hair is kind of the lamb chops into the mustache. Um, kind of more of like the kind of short hair on the top and on his forehead you can see where a third eye has opened and he kind of stands up and he puts his arms up and he says <clears throat> uh, congratulations uh, you finished the test and with that that is the end of Opal's turn now is Kira's turn. Kira, upon hearing what's going on, and let me change the... Uh... Oh yeah, Kira is unconscious. So he is going to roll a death save. Um, let me change the music real quick before we keep going. Um, yeah, Kira is unconscious. Let me roll this death save for him. Okay, good to know. Next up, it's Aliyah. Aliyah, what do you do? Mm. 
So I've thought long and hard about this. And I'm going to cast Chaos Bolt one more time. Okay. Uh, that is a 24 to hit. That will hit. Okay. Um, it's going to be lightning damage. And okay. you take 20 points of damage. With that, as you hear from behind you, the test is over. And you can see the man in front of you, who's kind of been pushed up against this dark iron door. And one of his legs having a sharp stone still stuck in it, and the other one is trying not to put too much weight on, almost just having to hold himself up with one hand and kind of on the ground. You see a sign of relief go over his face as he... And then as you all have kind of stopped and like trying to figure out what's going on, you see Aliyah with hatred in her eyes step forward and point her hand and this crackle of lightning arcane energy from the tips of her fingers shoots out and hits this man who looks like he was very thankful things were over. As it hits him, Elias, how would you like to finish him? Oh no. <laughs> okay. Um oof. Right. Yeah, I think it was. It would just kind of be that, just with like seething anger. She would have just cast it, and it would have just, like, I don't know, pierced him right in the heart, just the electricity, and just like, I don't know, just basically made him seize up, and then just lay there lifeless. All right, I need to roll one thing real quick. Okay. With that, the skeletons that are around stop moving. They just stand straight up. Would you all like to stay in combat? Moss, Ma would be your next. At this point, Moss would drop combat necessarily but he would just look over at Lua and look over at the person that said oh, it's in the test. Aliyah. Aliyah. <laughs> look over at I'm assuming the test administrator or the person giving a test and just sort of like relax and be like what? And that's all he says. What? What? Does it look like Aliyah is going to be making any more moves? That's what I want to know. That's the question. Aliyah, what are you doing next? Is Kyle, you, the man that just kind of got up, is kind of like 
Interestingly enough, he doesn't really have a lot of emotions on his face. He looks very intense. He's like, he's like, kind of, like, has a little bit of, like, a, a sly smile. Not like a sly, like he's trying to pull one over on you, but, like, kind of like a, yeah. And then his face kind of just gets really serious as that happens. What are you doing? Um, Aliyah is going to start walking towards the body. Like, that's what she would. Like, on her next turn, she'll start walking towards the guy. What is your armor class? Uh, not high. I'm concerned. I was gonna say, Adelaide would probably try to cast sleep on her. We're still in combat, but... First up, um... You hear a voice inside your head say, Elias, stop. And it's the voice of the same guy. You do not, everyone around, you don't see him move, but you can see his his face focusing. He says again, Elias, stop. The test is over. The trial is over. This is over. What do you do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um. Oh. I think a lie would be su- in such a blind rage. She's not hearing anybody. All right. Okay. Put her to sleep. Like rush up to her and do sleep spell and do the reaction. Um. I- I'm not you can because you rolled a higher um the person he's going to intervene, but you are higher in the initiative than him. I'll allow you to do that. If no one else is gonna He you can see him like stepping forward as she keeps moving. Yeah. While that's going on, I'll also just I'll put myself in front of the man. Yeah, if if my turn goes before, I'd like to put myself in between a lie and the body. Okay. I just want to make sure that I'm doing sleep correctly. Yeah. Um, Pinky oh, is remaining hidden. <laughs> Ren. Ren is laying on the floor. He's unconscious. Is Ren down? Yeah. yeah. So is uh, Lannister, right? Yeah, Take. so is Lannister. I'd be running over um, to run instead. Sorry. Okay. Five, I got eight plus five is thirteen. Uh, plus three is sixteen. Plus one is seventeen. Plus what? seven is twenty-four. Twenty-four. How many hit points do you have left, Alaya? Mm, five. So I'm gonna choose sleep. <laughs> I, sorry, what spell did you cast? Sleep. Okay. Never I was. I, yeah, I've actually. I've never had anybody cast sleep or know anybody who's casted sleep before. How does sleep work? So, if you would like to explain it. Um. So it basically means that you fall unconscious until the spell ends. Um. 
but if anyone uses like a if anyone tries to hurt you or wake you up then you'll just wake back up mm -hmm. so it's basically like nap time okay it's fun but it's not like you, we can't wake you up like yeah it's more just like on you go yeah. <laughs> so i imagine this basically like you see her cast it and like she kind of walks over and she's already charging up another spell to like cast into the body keep going and you run up and you kind of grab her shoulder and you this faint like white glow like leaves your hand as you can see her eyes just roll black roll back into her head and you catch her before she falls onto the ground and you lay her down and alive you're unconscious Okay. And I will for sure, for sure, take us out of combat at that moment. As you all kind of stand back and you can see the guy who just woke up, the stranger, he's above, like in his hand, he's holding, it's hard to tell, almost looks like an after image or something that is moving so fast that's blurry. Um, it almost looks like a shard of something in his hand as he looks like he was like about to throw it and as you kind of stop her he he puts his hand down and as he does it it the the kind of the vibration that that um blurry image just kind of fades um it almost looked like it was a, a ripple like you know like a mirage in the in the desert the heat and he puts it, it down and he uh looks at you and uh, says uh thank you Adelaide um as his whole demeanor from kind of when he woke up being kind of more cheerful to, to now it's kind of changed um as he he says uh excuse me excuse me as he he like passes by all of you and kind of pushes out of the way and he'll move over by on the other side of kind of close to the the man there is a desk and he is going to pull out uh, a little key and he goes into one of the drawers and he'll unlock it and uh open it up and inside you can see there's various scrolls and he grabs one and he, he basically pushes past those who are left and he runs over to this man who's down that is very much dead moss you were going to heal heal ran up yeah. at this point i have ran over to ren and i cast cure wounds um and i i did the rolling while you were talking ren you'll receive five hit points thank Good. you very much As I get up, I'm probably pretty disoriented. Um, see that the dude's alive, but and I'll see the Elias asleep, and the, like combat's over. But who I thought was evil is like I don't know. I get the vibes off, so I'm just gonna kind of observe for a while. Mm -hmm. As you kind of get up and you're like, wait, what's going on? 
Yeah. Um, Opal would offer to help uh, assist Mr. Man. Mm -hmm. um, I do have to use the restroom, so is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Um, uh, before, I, I'd like you here before we do that, but you can go use the restroom and I'll ask around like kind of what everyone else is okay. planning on doing in this moment. So can I use it? Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe. You can't go yet, but... No, what but. I s trying to say is you can go use the restroom. Uh, I'm just going to ask other people what they're doing at this moment. Bang. Um, well, I see Lannister's unconscious, but I have nothing I can do. Um, I think Baron's demeanor wouldn't really change. It's kind of the same as always. Um, I think he's lowered his weapons a little bit. He's kind of a little bit more relaxed, uh, but he's still ready for anything, and he's probably just obser observing what's kind of happening kind of right behind him. Like right next to him. Yeah. So I'll just kind of I'll move over kind of towards like that corner desk and just kind of kind of like red, just kind of uh, observe. Yeah. Uh, but as you kind of go to pass, um, you kind of pass by this man who has a third eye. He, um, uh, you didn't see him do it, but he must have grabbed something else. Um, and it's a little, almost looks like a pouch. And he says, "Hey." Um, Give this to uh, the one uh, Lannister. A top, just one. He tosses a little bag to you as he kind of rushes over to um, the guy that's kind of on the door, just okay. just there. Well, then I would go. What what is it? As you open it up, you can see what looks to be um, a berry of some sorts. A little berry. Just a, a little berry, but you can tell. Ah, make an arcana check or nature check for me. Uh, uh, no, it rolled out of my hand when I wasn't ready for it. Uh, I'll do arcana. It's a uh, eleven. Eleven. Um, you don't know necessarily a lot about it, but from kind of hearing some things about the like about druids and rangers, people that are more akin and in tune with nature. Um, you've seen or heard of like how they're able to cast basically a ritual upon fairies that are make, basically amplifying what they can do. Um, and so it looks somewhat similar to a good berry. Okay. Um, then I'll... I'll go over and open uh, Kira's mouth and just like dub it in and just make him chew it. Nom, nom, nom. Okay. Um, there's also there's a couple of them in there as well, just so you know. Oh, oh um, I'll give him a like. He, and he, he said Lannister. Like, oh. give one to, he said give one to like. Oh, one Lannister and one to. I didn't say about Kira. Oh, okay. Kira. I'll, I'll give one to each. Then. All right. That's what I'll do. And then I'll move back to the desk once I'm done and just kind of observe. All right. Uh, as you do so, and as you kind of chew in them, you see that their wounds kind of close up a little bit. They still seem pretty beat up. They don't seem to be bleeding out and dying. 
but they also don't wake up from this healing in a sense it seems like whatever this is it's a little bit different than uh maybe what a normal good berry does with healing only um opal as you run cat over to see what's kind of going on you see that this man has kind of gotten out uh, a scroll and he's kind of looking at it and he he looks at you and looks back towards you says i i uh, never really was one for the sort of magic and he um kind of turns to you and says you think you could do this and he hands you a scroll take it um as you open it up, it's a scroll of Revivify. Can I use it? Yeah. And so just so that way the audience and as a reminder to all of us, um, in our game, we're doing a little bit of a different rule with resurrection. So we chose to do a rule that basically makes resurrection a little bit harder, a little bit more high stakes than what it could be and so with this basically whenever you do a resurrection spell like revivify true resurrection these type you need to do a basically a check and there's some things that can determine the dc of it um as you see him kind of come up and he's talking like the this man um the stranger he he kind of grabs him's like all right i'm gonna talk to him try to get him back and then you cast the spell okay and he looks back towards this man and says nigel We need you. Don't die. And that's all he says. Um, with that, I would like you to roll a d20. Trash. Is it plus anything? It is not plus anything. Five. Five. That would be aggressive. I'm so sorry. As about a minute has passed, as you just finish this, you see the scroll itself kind of deteriorate and blow away as it you use it up. It it the divine energies kind of crystallize and it flows out, burning up almost in a sense this paper. Um, though it's not like a painful fire in, in your hands and it's not trying black it's trying white and you can see the magic kind of leaves the scroll and goes into this man but then it seems to just fizzle out nothing happens yeah. and so this, with this is why I shouldn't roll because I've only rolled trash the past start of the campaign i think you're good with this though 
Um, he looks at the rest of you and says, we need to get going. Uh, and he'll grab the man and throw him over his shoulders and start wa- walking towards the door. Time he carried some dead weight, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was me, not my character. Yeah. <laughs> he'll 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 turn back and say, um, to um, Adelaide Baron Opal, could you? Also grab the ones that are unconscious. Yes. yes. As you all can pick up one of the, the unconscious. Who who do you all choose? Three unconscious. There is Aliyah, oh. Kira, oh. and Lannister. Sleep only last eight minutes. It's good to know. Just so you know. Okay, with that, I will leave it up to. David, would you feel like with everything that's going on and like so high attention to not being able to get enough sleep, would she wake up? Yeah. All right. If she if she stirs, Adelaide will just be like, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sleep like, now, everything's fine. <laughs> She's like kind of crazy. Yeah. Adelaide's tiny, isn't she? Isn't she like a little big? Uh, she, not like super tiny, no. Um, five eight. Okay, that's not fine. That's not fine. Okay. I always got her them. She's a big girl. As you all make your way down the spiral staircase, it almost looks like he is in kind of a rush. Um, walking a little bit faster. I'm assuming you are all following, or is there anything that you are you're doing differently? I'll just follow. You, I want, Kyle, I want you to do an insight check on the stranger. If that's all right. Are we done with Albert? We are done with Albert, just so you know. Did you hear me, Kyle? Yeah, could you, sorry, my, I've been cutting in and out for the last couple minutes and I just fixed it. Sorry, so I have no idea what's going on. What am I doing? Um, I would like you do, to do an insight check on the stranger. And anyone else can do it as well, whoever would like to. All right. Time to insight it. I got... Okay. Oh. How <laughs> how much of an insight should I get? I mean, what'd you roll? Yeah, I rolled really well. Uh, 24? I like so, 23. I did my math wrong. As you guys see, the, the man that has woken up um, that you've been carrying, he seems to be kind of a more gruff, quiet man, kind of direct to the point. He doesn't seem to talk a lot or like really, not necessarily he doesn't talk a lot. He just doesn't really like 
flourish his words in a sense. And while he's still very stone-faced in the passing torchlight, as you guys are hanging down the stairs at a, a brisk pace, you and Opal and those can tell that he seems a little bit nervous. But his face doesn't seem to be really trying to show that. He's quite poker-faced, but you can't get the sense that he is worried for his friend. As you guys continue going down, you pass by some of the doors, and as you kind of go past the doors along the, the spiral staircase, you can see a lot of the other um, skeletons, the normal ones, as well as the stone ones, have just gone up and they're just standing straight up. But the ones that are made out of mushroom and bone, they've all kind of come and are like huddled around the doorways and like are kind of like looking at, at you as you all kind of pass by. Um, as you kind of make it down to the, the bottom, make your way down to the ground entrance and um, you get there. Uh, one of these mushroom skeletons is kind of there and this character, the stranger, shouts out, I need you to open the doors. Uh, open the doors. And the other one will kind of turn around and grab a scroll that says, open the doors! And then <laughs> Um, you see a bunch of skeletons run out and start pushing this, d these doors back open again. As you kind of keep running, um, he does the same thing for the bridge to be laid out. The, the ropes are still there, and so it doesn't take as long of a time. And as you guys are kind of crossing the bridge, you see he's kind of taking something out of his pocket. And he, he's reached into it and says, <clears throat> uh, Galen. Galen, I need you to be here right now. Meet me in uh, Servitude. It's in the town square. We, uh... Nigel's down. We need a, a quick return back to the, the service room. And you can almost hear something muddled from the other side. As uh, he's... The stone, as you kind of look at it, is a stone with, like, a, a face carved onto one side. As you guys cross the bridge, you see, waiting on the other side, a goat still stakes to the ground. All right. That's all I cared about. Hello. <laughs> yep. You grab um, Philip. And I jump on his back and begin to ride. As you guys are walking, has there been anything that you've been wanting to do during this time? Um, I'm sure Pinky will be flitting between people, asking like, "What's going on? Like, is he is he a good guy now? Like, what?" When no Pinky one has to answer, she's just <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, when Pinky comes to Moss, Moss is just gonna like put it, put his hand on Pinky's head. Be like, hey, 
I don't think this is the time to be asking questions. Brent Ren is like, kind of like nodding his head, like, yeah. But also, he's like, yeah, what is going on? <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, this is it's all normal. Um, I would just add, uh, Oppo would probably kind of have a sad face, just disappointed in her performance. Like, I'm here to help people, and like, <clears throat> So she's just disappointed. Yeah. So I would think she would kind of be distracted in that sense. Yeah. Good to know. As you guys are kind of making your way um, past just like 12 hours beforehand where you'd fought in the bowl, you can still see its tracks, these large, massive hooks, prints, still in the mud. Uh, as you go down this past center lane towards the center of this, this little town of servitude, you hear from the not too far away, and it almost start, starts up abruptly, as you can kind of hear almost the sound of like a And then you hear the sounds of cartwheels rolling on the ground. As... As... Yeah. Literally people do... No, no, it's... All the, all the skeletons are over just, just playing around. They're doing like the spooky, scary skeleton dance. As they're talking, um, as you hear um, wagon wheels rolling across like these old cobblestones, as they you see um, an old cart, old wagon kind of pull up, and it's the same one that Ren you were picked up in. As you see the old man with kind of this um, hawk wearing this wooden mask. Um, with kind of the, He has kind of this wiry, crazy afro white hair. And you see on kind of the back on a, a different seat, you see this kind of larger um, Goliath man with kind of the, this militaristic cut hair. Um, they... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, kind of come rolling in at a pretty fast pace. Um, the stranger in front of you is like almost basically running at this point as they kind of stop right in front, front of you guys. If it had brakes, it'd go. But it didn't. Um, you see the stranger look up to the guy on the front. He says, Galen, uh, I need you to get Nigel here, as well as, and he beckons, um, who picked up Lannister? Um, do you think you would have gone for Lannister or for um, Kira? Because Baron doesn't care. He'll pick up either or. So if you have a preference. Pick up Lannister. Okay, then I'll have Kira. And he'll kind of wave you up, open and says, as well as uh, we have a, another dropout. Uh, if you can take him as well, but as you can see, uh, Nigel is the more pressing matters as they, the Goliath has gone now and like has opened up the side door and has grabbed Nigel, kind of holding him as a small child because he's not a big man. And he's put him into the cart. Um, and 
Coppola, as you kind of come up, he also kind of grabs him. And you can almost see, like, as he looks down at Laster, hearing that uh, there's another dropout, he seems in some ways disappointed as he kind of sets him inside of the uh, the cart. As on one side, you have Nigel, um, eyes still kind of half open. And on the other side, you have um, this Lannister, um, just kind of more or less sleeping soundly. And he shuts the door and uh, the guy up on the front who's kind of driving it, he'll uh, look down at the stranger and say, well, we better get going, Van Dyke. And uh, he'll kind of whip the um, wagon horses and they kind of take off. And as you kind of look down, as they start going pretty fast, you see kind of in the moment, like you hear another as the the whole cart almost looks like it turns into mist from the front to the back as it as it disappears with that you can kind of see the guy in front of you still kind of looking that direction breathes a kind of a sigh of relief and And then he'll stand up and kind of turn back to you all and says, Welcome to the Vigils. Yoo-hoo! As you guys have, it's a little bit of an awkward and more tense scenario. Mm -hmm. Who who said welcome to the Vigils to us? The, The stranger. The one that was the dead weight that you've been carrying around a long time. The third eye man. Okay. The third eye man. At this time, he'll take out kind of this um, bandana and he'll tie it around his head to kind of cover the third eye. And then you see from underneath his coat, he'll take out um, a hat that's been kind of folded up and he'll pop it out and he'll put it on. It looks kind of like one of those old um, kind of witch hunter, kind of a little bit taller, pilgrim-esque hats with kind of the buckle on the front but it's more uh, pointed at the front as he kind of will put that on and I uh, was hoping this uh, would be a little bit more uh, of a joyous occasion but um, when someone's life is on the line it uh, takes a little bit more precedence than um, a party as he kind of like looks towards you, Pinky, and kind of gives you a nod. Well, the portal's about half a day away, so we better get walking. Um, portal. You don't mind me asking, uh, what of Olivia's group? Is there actually another group? Um,. Well, that's a good question. Uh, I guess I can tell you a little bit of the stuff that's been going on. If you have questions, I didn't mean to be so abrupt, but... Um, Does someone want to... Uh, and I'll kind of put uh, Lannister down. No, Lannister. Not Lannister, sorry, Kira. Um, someone want to get this guy up? 
while also kind of attention mm-hmm. still on y'all. Okay. I don't want to carry him. With that, he'll be like, uh, yes, there's uh, another group. Olivia is an actual person, and uh, Wake, Cecilia, and Kess have already finished their uh, trial. They actually uh, finished one day previous when you all were fighting the bull. That's when they were about wrapping up their uh, stuff, I'm assuming. I don't know, but that's kind of what the schedule is kind of looking like for this time period. Um, We'll have to ask her when we meet up. She, I think they've already headed back towards the... um, the portal, and so we uh, we'll probably meet them up there. Um, Kira receives uh, and okay. as you go to revive him, you can see his wounds heal even more, though he doesn't wake up. Uh, I'll as you kind of heal him, he, the guy says, oh, um, those are the, and he'll turn to you, Baron, uh, well, you fed him, those are night berries. Oh. They, uh, keep you alive, but they also keep you in kind of a suspended, uh, state of unconsciousness. You, he'll sleep it off in about a couple of hours, but there's no waking him up. He's just gonna sleep. Adelaide's also probably gonna turn back to like and gesture towards Elia and be like, "By your recommendation, sir, do you think it appropriate to wake her and explain now, or would there be a better time?" Um, I mean, do you all uh, feel like you know her about as well as I do? Do you feel like that's a good idea? It may take a while. Are we in a rush? <laughs> uh, not necessarily. As long as you are willing to travel at night. Well, in the awakening of Alaya, I'm also curious of your situation in such as... Mm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. You were all very uh, critical thinkers. Well, I guess I should talk a little bit about myself. I haven't even introduced myself yet. Um, my name is Henry Van Dyke, and it's good to meet you. Uh, I'm your evaluator, and I was the one that kind of conducted and put together your test. Uh, just so you know, now that you have accomplished it, I can give you a little bit more of the details. Um, From the start, the ring that I had on uh, is known as the Ring of Fake Death. It uh, allows the wearer to be presumably deceased and doesn't require food or oxygen to stay in an inert state. Um, The rod, it was what we call a, a wand of dispelling. Uh, it has the effect to be able to, for a brief time, unbind the enchantment of 
a magical item. Only for a few moments, but that was enough for me to be able to sleep the ring off again. So your challenge was what to do with someone who you do not know, who has asked you for assistance, and to see if you'd uh, be able to accomplish such. And you did quite well. Does he still have an octopus hand? He does. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, you know, you look it down and it's, it's kind of, in some ways, just kind of moving a little bit by itself. Like, it doesn't seem like he's meaning to do that, but it's doing that. Now and then he, like, itches his nose and, like, it just, like, kind of, like, No, it doesn't do that. Does, does Ren have an no. urge to, like, take his nice fish knife? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's a tasty flank right there. No, Ren is, is disturbed probably as much as everyone else. Um, this whole time he's just kind of just been taking it all in. Definitely worried about this man who looks like he's been through a lot um, with his octopus hand and yellow go eye. Um, it doesn't look good. It's not a good look. Uh, I'm going to be honest. It's not. Uh, Joy, you're on. You're muted. Oh, okay. Pinky is going to go up to Moss and kind of tug on his shirt and be like, "Can I ask questions now?" Yes, you can ask questions now. Wow, that was crazy. <laughs> that was like the craziest trick that has ever been played. You are really Actually, good Pinky, at pulling Pinky. pranks. Pinky. Yeah. What? Maybe not anymore. Oh, Pinky, don't listen to him. <laughs> you can ask questions. Uh, as what? the girl kind of look at you and kind of just give you a, a wink, Moss. <laughs> Moss blushes. <laughs> <laughs> into the tentacle hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should, uh, Stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Aliyah, are you? Is David talking? Okay, I think he's he's on the phone. I think Pinky had a question. But Pinky, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what was she gonna ask? Oh. <laughs> Uh, where did you learn to play such cool tricks? And why did you play um, such a trick on us? That was not nice. It was cool, but it wasn't it wasn't nice. Well, I uh, wouldn't say I've had formal training in tricks, but oh. I've spent many of my days invested in making traps. And I, I guess a trap is not too diff terribly different than a, a trick, but um, no, it's not. I, uh, I'm sorry that you all couldn't be privy on what actually was going on. It was, in some ways, the only way to test what your actual metal 
was as people to see if you would actually do something or not as uh, you saw with your friend Lannister um, by the way uh, when I was under the effects of the, the fake death ring, the ring of fake death I could hear everything that was going on around so I'm pretty caught up with current events But, yeah. I reach down on my side and say, this is yours. And I'll toss him the pouch of pink dust. He'll uh, catch it and says, uh, thanks. And he'll put it in his uh, pocket. I'm back, by the way. Sorry. No worries. Some peeps broke stuff at work and they were like, hey, how do I fix it? And I was like, <laughs> you don't. It's broke. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So catch me up real quick. What's been happening? Um, basically, Elias still unconscious. This man, this Elias still unconscious. This oh, man okay. had, Never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> He's brought everyone kind of to the town square where they met up with some other vigils that took Nigel and Lannister away. Okay. Now people are just kind of asking questions. At the at the current moment. Cool. Yeah. Well, if we all made it into the vigils, I'd say we should wake up Alaya. She should be privy to these answers. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't have any water. We'll fly yeah. over and start patting. <laughs> Her face. <laughs> Wake up! We got pranked! It was cool! <laughs> she's, she's gonna, like, spaz out, like, you know, like, when, like, something's on your face in the morning, like, when you're like, and, like, just start swatting at her face. <clears throat> Amaya, how are you feeling? Um... I don't, I don't know, to be honest. I, why, where are we? Um, we're in the uh, town center of servitude. What, what ended up happening? Well, this is, this is Henry Van Dyke, and he was... What was what, what? What is the term that you used? Uh, evaluator. He, he was our evaluator. Um, when you bravely rescued him by helping to disarm the spell that was holding onto the rock so people could retrieve it, uh, then the test was ended. And as it turns out, the necromancer uh, Nigel was part of the evaluation. And you killed him! She's gonna say that with a smile on her face. <laughs> Elias' face is gonna go pale. And she's gonna turn to Henry and be like... And just... Am I... Did I... It's 
she's not even know how to form the words. He'll he'll look down at you and say, "We'll talk." I think it'd be better as a private conversation. <laughs> and she just looks like she's been crushed. Um, it's probably better now than uh, later. I'd ask you all, um, do you remember the uh, ferry ring that you all woke up in? About half a day's travel from here. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, not too far away from the cabin which you found me at. Mm -hmm. um, you'd all start heading that direction. Uh, Lion and I will have a chat and then we will catch up. All right. Um, as you guys head off that direction, What's your marching order? We'll let you get. We'll have you guys go first before we get to Elias' stuff. Uh, Moss, Moss is gonna lead this time. Um, awesome. Is Pablo gonna pick up the guy, or should I? Pablo will pick him up. Thanks, Pablo. He'll say. He'll look, he'll look like. like Are you gonna get this? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll get a lot, and be like, um, "Do I listen to him now?" Too? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you can pick him up. Oh, okay. But uh, that's I'll, like not I'll, giving you permission to listen to him always. It's kind of like. <laughs> so, okay. I, I was just. You can pick uh, him up. But I was kind of confused. Just, okay. And he'll pick up um, Kira and throw him back. And you can see that his long arms are like almost touching the ground <laughs> as it's like carrying him. <clears throat> yeah. Well, so Moss is at the front. Who's next? Um, I, I guess I'll just go with Pablo and Baron wherever they are in the line. Yeah. Probably like shortly after Moss. I'll be after them. Yeah. Ren will be in the back. Yeah. Pinky is lingering, thinking about spying. Mm, you can definitely do that if you want to. Get in the deets, the juicy deets. I think she's gonna. Let's see if she rolls <laughs> high enough to. <laughs> To stealth here. Let's see. I'm okay. assuming I make a stealth check. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that is a 24. Good to know. Awesome. Sneaky snake. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, all right. As you are all kind of walking away you kind of see Elijah who's I'm assuming like you were still laying on the ground when you kind of got the news and you're kind of you just fell back down you're just like kind of have your eyes closed and almost hardly don't even want to move yeah either that or like yeah probably that yeah just like her hands would be like on her on her head like on her face just not wanting to make eye contact, wanting to avoid the situation in its entirety. Mm -hmm. He'll uh, look down towards you and uh, Elia. It's time to get up and start walking. He'll uh, he'll proffer his hand, not mind you, the tentacle arm. He grows. It's a normal hand. I think she would take it. He kind of helps you up to your feet and kind of steadies you. 
He's not going to look at him. <laughs> I, I figured not. As you both kind of start walking, he says, <clears throat> So I, uh, as you probably can tell, I don't get to the uh, lighthouse very much. Um, most of the evaluators are asked to just stay out here just uh, in case to uh, make sure nothing is going wrong with uh, the things that we've brought here and the things that vigils have captured and kind of contained here. But I've heard that uh, you and the girl and make a, a pretty good team for, for cooking. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot from him. Oh, that's good. i uh never been very much of a cooker myself. I know how to do it. Mostly potatoes, though. That's about it. You can make some really good things with potatoes. Yeah. That's why I like them. Uh, they're very versatile. They have a lot of options to them, and they can they can do a lot of things. You know, a lot of the people who are raised in Osho and around the lighthouse, they are also very versatile. There's not just one thing that they can do. So I have a question for you. What made you want to choose to become a vigil? Honestly. No. Honestly? I want to live up to my 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 father's name. Makes I want to sense. make him I want to make him proud. I can, uh, I want you to know in some ways I can relate to that. My father, Heinrich Van Dyke, um, though he wasn't a vigil, he was very affluent in our, our village for being its protector. He's dead and gone now, but during that time he was well known and respected. I want you to know that your father was a great man. Thanks. I appreciate it. So, I guess in your mind, what does it mean to be a vigil? Mm. She's like, right now, she's like playing with where that necklace would have like been um and she says i guess somebody who selfishly serves those who can't serve themselves i'd say that you're correct I can tell that your uh, your parents taught you well. 
She just nods I mean, her head. Yeah. How do you feel like you did? Oh. Uh, I don't know. Honest. I've definitely seen some uh, weakness that would definitely make it hard to be a vigil. But I also know myself well enough to know that I'm a determined learner. So I think I did all right, though. Whether I guess I get accepted to be a vigil or not, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing Opal and and Adelaide have become vigils, and so I at least I'll get to be able to see them every once in a while. Hmm. Would hope so. I mean, it seems like you have all been able to bond pretty good during this uh, this trial. I think so. Yeah. time for me to be honest with you. Of all these new recruits, you're the only one who knows what it truly means to be a vigil. Well, wait. You've lived it. These ones... They have their reasons for being here, but I'm going to need you to kind of help them. Don't worry about Nigel. Sometimes tests don't go right. I hope he's fine. Something that you do need to get in control, a weakness that you should work on is being able to control your emotions a little bit more. Whether it be fear or anger. They're quite similar uh, emotions. And if you can't necessarily control them, try to at least harness them. What I'm trying to say, uh, Aliyah, is you passed. And she's just like gonna shoot her head up and be like, wait, really? Yeah. I um uh, I could tell that after a tough situation like that and after hearing your um lack of self confidence, it would be good for me to uh, tell you as well as well as uh Make sure you understand that you need to uh, watch yourself a little bit more. I'll, uh, after this is all done and things like that, before your actual training starts, 
I'll uh, have a kind of a post of my synopsis of all of you. But um, until then, I just want you to know that I saw a lot of good. And we should probably go catch up with everyone else. Okay. This remove has drastically changed. Pinky, you heard all of that. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Um, with that, um, was there anything that you guys would like to do as you're walking a few, not too long later, about 15 minutes um, after walking, you see Aliyah and Van Dyke kind of catch up to the group um, as you're walking. And you can see Aliyah from, went from being like, look, basically destroyed to probably on cloud nine. Very good comparison. Can Pinky just kind of be continually stealthing? So it's like she hasn't joined any of the groups. She's just kind of hiding. <laughs> I don't know. She yeah. doesn't want to get caught, you know, and so she's just going to kind of try and stay hidden for a little bit longer and then seamlessly join back into the group if that's even possible. <laughs> um, after a little bit. <laughs> um, I'd like you to do, in some ways... Okay, here's the question. Are you doing it like as in like you are hiding and then you'll just kind of like flip back into the group or do you want to like kind of make it like pretend like you were kind of exploring around and then you're like, oh, I'm back now and stuff like that. Or like you kind of like raced up forward. Yeah, kind of like she wasn't with any group. She was off doing her own thing and then she decided to join the group. So like, yeah, kind of like off just searching, discovering kind of something like that. You're like, hey, I'm back. I you guys didn't know where I was. I was... Anyways, I don't know. Something like I'd that. I'd like you to do a deception check, then. Okay. With your... See how well your acting skills are. All right. That was a dismal roll. Uh... <laughs> that is an 11. As you kind of come back into the the group, what do you do? I would sneak in next to Moss and just... <laughs> I don't know. Like, Moss is at the front, just so you remember. Oh. Yeah, she'd still join in with Moss. Moss is kind of her pal. <laughs> Whether he likes it or not. <laughs> You feel like the goat is just staring at you very intently, like piercing eyes. Moss would look over. Hey, shortstop, where were you? Oh, I'm just exploring. We're not going to get to see this place again, I assume, so why not see it now? Alright, alright. Can I insight that? <laughs> I mean, your passive insight is a lot higher it's, than that. Yeah, like my passive insight to it, it's high enough to know that she's like bullcrapping right yeah. now, right? Yeah. You roll your deception check, so. Yeah. If you'd uh, like to roll, you could. You might nah, be able to. Nah. I'll, I'll, just take, I'll just take the passive, because. No, nah, I think at this point, Moss would just like look over at you and just be like, whatever mischief you did, make sure it doesn't follow us out of here. 
It's going to give a mischievous smile. <sighs> this is why I, I never like had kids. <laughs> Get it, Phil. I was like, Moss is going to like hit Phil to go faster to try to go faster. <laughs> <laughs> like, a little bit ahead. After a while, I would actually probably drop back just briefly um, to next to kind of near Ren. Um, and without even looking at him, just be like, listen, I, I, I said I was going to be a part of vigils. So that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. So sorry about what happened in the tower earlier. I saw your face. You seemed confused. So just thought I'd mention that. I mean, yeah, I, I was confused, but I, 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 I understood it eventually. It was a, it was a good plan. So it was just a, a it was but a moment of confusion, but it's all good. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. And then I'll just continue. <laughs> speed, speed up the pace a little bit back. Do another kind of, don't want to stand right next to you. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Alright. Is there anything else that anyone else would be have a desire to do during this time? And they're back, right? Yeah, they're back into the, like, you see them probably just about at that time they, they kind of rejoin the group. Yeah, I don't think Baron has any questions. Yeah. Um, I think Opal would approach Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, he he's kind of leering there more towards the back as well. Mm -hmm. uh, as you approach, um, he kind of just gives you a nod. Um, and just to kind of set more of the landscape scene before we start this, as you guys kind of travel, you're kind of heading back down some of these more game paths. It's it's kind of Hard to you can't fit two people's like shoulder to shoulder as you're walking it's a little harder um these are pretty tight um paths and as you kind of keep walking you notice as you kind of keep going there almost seems to be kind of a mist rising in this area as it kind of it's that direction back towards where the portal was you Kind of feel like that cool mist hitting your hand as it helps kind of cool down the, the hotter temperatures that you're at. And you can almost smell the the sense of like the wood, almost like kind of the decaying undergrowth, um, a kind of earthy smell um, kind of rising up as well. and. It's kind of the, the light dims a little bit more as you continue to go. He, uh, as you approach him, Opal, he kind of gives you a nod. Um, an instructor? Um, Just call me Van Dyke. Okay, yeah. So... Um, and then, as you already know, I'm Opal. Nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just curious, 
how you became part of this organization, the Vigils. That's a good question. As he kind of like looks down towards his like tankle arm, he uh, will say, um, I had asked. I'd grown up being um, asked to uh, protect my village. It was a village somewhat smaller than uh, the size of Servitude. Um, it was located up in Zahovek. It's gone now, but um, it was pretty close to the border of Botova when the uh, swamp started encroaching it over time, got lost, as well as there are many dangers that are around there. <laughs> After my home was gone and destroyed, I had heard about the vigils before and I decided to uh, try it out and here I am. Not something too far off from what you're all doing right now. That makes sense. And I, I'm sorry for your village. I'm also sorry for not being as capable as maybe I should have been for reviving Nigel. So I apologize and I will improve, I promise. I'm, uh, it's all right. Resurrection magic isn't something that's perfect. And not necessarily my forte. I'm usually a little bit better at killing things than uh, bringing them back. Um, but the uh, the people at the vigils, there's some of them that are a lot better at that than I am. And so I uh, I'm not terribly worried, but we'll have to see. Understood. Um, um. Don't. Don't see it as it's your fault. That makes sense. It's just it's good to know that this comes with the uh, occupation. That makes sense. It, I think that's a great lesson to take as a student right now, or vigil in training, or mm -hmm. however you will identify as pupils, um, as it's important to not invest our hearts into every situation and experience that remorse for a failure. It's important to keep moving forward. Is, is that if that makes sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I um, 
I've uh, lost a lot of people and you kind of learn how to do what you can. Sometimes you can't do anything, but there's still always something you can do. It's funny that you say that. Um, I am curious, have you ever felt um, imposter syndrome by joining the vigils? No. No. Every time I heard it's not talking to you. No. <laughs> no. I'm like, you're a vigil. He's like, I'm a vigil. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I honestly have no idea what you're feeling. But we'll let you know this. Um, if you feel like you're an imposter, well, just know. If it makes you feel better. You guys actually aren't like full vigils yet. You're just vigils and training, but you've made it into the program. So if that makes you feel any better to know that you haven't quite made it there yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did that, that, yeah, that boy's just gonna move forward and say, yeah, that's it, yeah, good talk. talking, yeah. 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 Van, what's up with that ugly hand of yours? Granddaddy, <laughs> by the way. Um, if you really want them, <laughs> you would say that. That might felt like a held stare, though. That was real funny. Thanks, Van Dyke. Opal would move all the way up towards Moss, just like he's just like, get as far away from this guy as I possibly I'm probably somewhere in the middle of the pack. I literally just shouted back, like, I don't. Um, when I was uh, younger, an actual visual. Me and my uh, my party had been tasked to uh, figure out some rumors about something going on in a rural area of Turku. People would go into this region and they wouldn't come out. It had been happening for almost a year, two years, and then finally we'd gotten word of someone leaving, and we'd gotten reports of some sort of dark entity that lived there so we were tasked to go and figure it out um during that time when we were in there i we ran into um a being um from the uh from the heavens he uh, had also been captured there and could not leave because of this entity, which turned out to be a very powerful vampire lord. <clears throat> One uh, by the name of Amaral Est Berlis. How do you spell that? <laughs> <I> don't <know>. <laughs> <laughs> You don't. <laughs> Tori would like to know. Um, A-R-A-M-A-S-T B-E-R-L-I-I-S Amaralast Berlis. Yeah. Anyways. The um, Celestial had been 
disconnected from the divine senses and had kind of turned crazed. But we tried to go against something that he was trying to accomplish. He ended up killing me. Um, but then later brought me back. Um, though some of his magic was a little askew and with that I uh, received my yellow eye and the scar as well as this. As he kind of picks it up and like has a little flopping around a little bit. And gross. <clears throat> but um, I mean before that I didn't have a hand so it was kind of an upgrade. So, uh, what's with this stupid, uh, brand on your arm? Stupid uh, brand on your arm. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> this guy, he's, you gotta tell that he has, like, a really bad Christmas score. Oh, uh, who's it worse? <laughs> Yours is worse. <laughs> um... Yeah, if you all keep walking, uh, is there anything that you guys would like to do during this time? You said it's a day and a half, right? No, it's just a half a day. Oh, half day. I think let's just keep going. I mentioned somewhere along the line, Adelaide is going to ask if we were graded on a curve and when we will get results uh, from our performance. He looks at you for like a good solid five seconds, just stare like right into your eyes and says... Uh, I'll let you know as soon as I can. And he's kind of like... <laughs> you... She's just so terrific. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. So y'all keep walking. It doesn't take too terribly long. Um, eventually you get to um, a spot where you can see um, ahead of you the fog kind of opens up and you see like the ground has gone from being kind of deep forced to kind of reeds as you kind of come out you can see kind of standing water ahead of you and you notice that uh, you've reached the river again that you crossed previously um with this he you see van dyke kind of look around he says uh follow me and as you kind of walk down farther down the stream, you get to a point where he, you see what looks to be a rope that has been attached from one end to the other, and you can see kind of anchored to the in the reeds, not too far by a little um, raft. Um, uh, he kind of looks at everyone, just gestures you to to get on. You all. I'm assuming eventually do, and he kind of pulls across. I have a question. This is for the DM. Sure. How close was this raft to where we crossed the river? It was pretty far. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like 500 feet down. Well, <laughs> like it would have, it would have been like an hour or two hours out of your way Got to get across it, but it was still an option. Gotcha. If you walk that way. Anyways, you guys get across. Um, 
after a little while, the this Van Dyke character he'll come up to you, Moss. He'll make his way to the front and says, um, Moss, I I need to ask you a favor. Not yeah. a favor, really. I'm, I'm telling you something. <laughs> you can ask uh, me a favor if you want to. No, I'm telling you something. Uh, I need my crossbow back. You mean... What crossbow? The one that's on your back. <laughs> what? But why do you need it back? Uh, because it's mine. <laughs> I don't know, like... We could have left you there, and you could have just been stuck dead forever, and I could have ran off with this crossbow. What's, uh... Hmm. What's, uh, what's the trade-off, you know? Like, I'll, I'll return it to you, but I think there should be some sort of compensation. I'll let you, I'll let you keep the goat. Is this your goat? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that your house, or...? Yeah. Not necessarily my actual place I live, but that's where I keep the goats. What was, uh, what was if I make a, make a deal? Make a, make a little gamble, right? You seem no. like a, a bad man. No. I'm not. But, I don't know, I feel like I've attuned to this item, though. That doesn't make you special. But I'm, but I'm attuned. I, uh, I understand. Uh, if you'd like, we can continue the test and I can grade you on this as well. Are you using your authority to tell me what to do and not based yeah. off of my criteria? I'm very much doing that. Are you using your authority to tell me what to do is my new question. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I'm like actually right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was funny. Alright, alright, alright. I understand. This is your crossbow. What? How did you get this crossbow out of curiosity? Um, I don't know if you heard, um, when I was uh, fighting that, uh, find the vampire thing? Yeah, this, um, was the sword of his, used to be the sword of his brother, uh, that he killed. That, um, basically the soul and the anger and the essence of that brother kind of got distilled into it, kind of shortening things up. And uh, I turned it into a crossbow when I found it. Mm. And uh, that's why I used to uh, kill the vampire. So has a little bit of sentimental value. Dang it. That hits the feels. I... I understand. Well, thank you for letting me use this crossbow. I will return it to its rightful owner now, as Moss willingly gives the crossbow back. Thank you. Um, and I know that's really not fun to do. Yeah, I know. But crossbow. No, it's it's a fantastic piece of work. Maybe Maybe one of these days... You can show me how you've created this crossbow and maybe help me to create a weapon of such power. Sounds good. 
The first step, um, I'll tell you right now, is you need to find a, a sword that uh, doesn't have a blade, but has, like, light. And that's it. And then we can work it from there. A lightsaber? That's <laughs> basically what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an actual, it's like, literal item in D&D oh. <clears throat> &D lore. That's basically it, though, yeah. Sick. <laughs> Wait, so, so you don't know how to, like, make normal weapons magical, then? No, I, I'm definitely not that type of person. I actually, I came up with the idea, and I put it, fashioned it together the best I could. Uh, but I, it had some minor, it had some technical difficulties when I put it together. Um, and so when I got back, eventually after all of that, stuff that I went through as he kind of like blinked a couple times um, I uh, had the um, the people in the Arcanium I mean uh, how do I explain it the the artificers for the lighthouse make me a little bit better design hey well maybe you could introduce me to these artificers then so to give me a a good way on getting such a valuable weapon as the valuable weapon that you have. Yeah, we can probably do something like that, maybe. I um, see a see a friendship forming as Moss reaches out his hand to shake. Um, which side do you? I'm going for the tentacle side. <laughs> he kind of looks at you, kind of like says, "Interesting," and then you're gonna regret it. Exactly. Well, it's, it's, it's like wrap around your hand. It's like, hey. Immediately, or does it? Does he have to? Kind of pull a shock suction cup on your arms as it's going. Moss is gonna sit there and be like, hey. I don't judge because of the deformities we all go through. Aww, I um, uh, I appreciate that. I. Definitely been put through the ringer. Anyways, all, um, all right, all right, this is good. Let's go. Yeah. I'm gonna go walk back there. Yeah, as he like just kind of turns around, really. Giddy up, giddy up, Philip. All right. After that, that sucks. <clears throat> that sucks. Yeah, that's gotta take suck. a chance. That's such a good weapon. <laughs> such a good weapon. Right. Um. <clears throat> As you guys walk and keep going forward, about a couple hours pass by. Um, sometimes you kind of hear the strange calls of animals outside. But eventually you kind of come up upon what looks to be a campsite in the same clearing that you all woke up in. Um, you can see what looks to be... Um, I have an older lady, someone around the, the same age as um, Van Dyke. And as you look, for those who remember in the first uh, session, when you all made it to that cabin where you found Van Dyke, there was the picture on the, uh, on the uh, bed stand. The lady that is um, kind of tending to the fire as she kind of looks up, um, her eyes are like this big, just like, like just big perceptive, eyes she not, not literally right like big eyes yeah does she actually have no no she's 
she's just like looks like she's like almost shocked. Okay. But not like disproportionately sized eyes. So she's not like malformed, like no. like big guy. guy. <laughs> not no, she she looks she looks like a normal human being, whereas Van Dyke does not look like a normal human being. Um she kinda her eyes are just like kind of break but you can tell she probably looks she looks like she lives her life in a constant state of fear basically oh one of those people same though yeah um (laughs) you can feel a couple other figures kind of sitting around (laughs) a campfire that's kind of been placed um outside of the ring the ring is kind of off to one side of the campsite and you can see that like one or two tents and a couple like bedrolls have already been like laid out in this uh this place uh, she her eyes kind of are pretty wide. She looks up and goes, "Oh, um, Van Dyke, you're here as well. Um, come in." And she kind of gestures towards the fire. Wait, her picture was in Van Dyke's cabin. Yes. <laughs> oh. Hey. Oh. As, he, as, they can't, as he walks up and he says, um, are you Olivia? Oh, it's Olivia. <laughs> she says, good. They have just been waiting for you to finish your all's um, exam. How did it go? He'll look back to her. And, um, Nigel died. But um, we called Galen, and um, hopefully he'll uh, be all right. She says, wow, that's quite shocking. He usually isn't the one that's dying. And he says, yeah, I know, right? Um, (laughs) As you all kind of start circling up, you can see that they're, like, standing, like, kind of the awkward like a little too far away to be like comfortable like in a conversation no they're just like they just like keep them down straight they're just super super awkward it's is it super noticeable oh yeah it's like palpable like you can feel in the air like oh i i don't know what's going on here but i'm not like i don't know but it's they it can't look like a, like two 12 year olds that maybe have a crush on each other but it's hard to tell because they're just super awkward around each other pinky's gonna go up to them and ask who usually dies then i kind of shrugs and he holds up his hand <laughs> uh i'm going on Three, four, four times. What's yeah. dead? Dark. There's sometimes spiders that chase you. At least that's what I experienced. I don't know if that was normal or not, but that's just... Anyways. Recommend perhaps spending a little bit more time in worship. May improve your experience in the afterlife. Um. Yeah, probably. <laughs> eh. 
I'm pretty fast. <laughs> Never been caught by the spiders yet, so. Anyways, uh, you can set up your camp. I'm gonna sit down. So, like, what's the story between you two? Um, this is my wife. <laughs> and she... She's really just kind of, <laughs> yeah, like, thank but Like, super awkwardly around each other. Yeah. And they kind of, like, look at each other both and they just kind of give a nod. <laughs> They're like, mm-hmm. Have you both been married? Um... 20, 23 years. Oh. People would look Thanks. at the wife and be like, <laughs> did he get it right? What? Did, did, she... did he get it right? She just got like the, <laughs> the wild <laughs> stare in her eyes. Just... And she'll turn back towards Van Dyke and says, I've, uh, I didn't prepare the way that you were coming down um, the northern game pass, but all around has already been laid with traps and it should be completely safe from any incursion. He says, good. Um, Bandite got it right. I know. You, you feel like he probably did. He doesn't seem like someone that would forget his anniversary, but maybe. How weird is it that they're married? Is that like, is that like, is it like I don't know. How, what do you want me to have? I don't what do you want me to say? <laughs> you, I've explained what it looks like. Yeah. I don't have on each other, but they're married. And not only are they married, but they've been married for 20-something years. Look, some people show their relationships in different ways. It's a slow burn, but like a really <laughs> slow burn. <laughs> it's like one of those like underground fires that like doesn't have like really much flame coming out, but it'll burn for like eons probably or something like that and boy is there a lot of heat <laughs> we don't know what they're like in private right ah we don't nervous around new they're not, people. yeah they're not comfortable with pda <laughs> they just That's all i'm saying it's hard to be around people <laughs> I, I think you get the vibe though that they probably are just awkward people I mean, they grew up in, like, rural, small-town destroyed Zehovek and, like, close to Botova, which is sometimes, like, granted, sorry, Moss, but sometimes Botova is kind of known as, like, a little bit of the, the, the toilet of the, of, you know, of none. So it's, no offense, but your, your home sometimes considered that. It's, it's a newer term, but... Yeah, they just seem really weird. I mean, if I had a cat eye and a third eye and a tentacle arm, I would also probably be pretty weird. Alright, we're at camp. What would you all like to do? Pinky is going to go go around and for a little while at least, and collect things for her little craft bag. Aww. Leaves and rocks and <laughs> twigs, things like that. So she can make more stuff. 
Um, Adelaide is going to. Did you? Did uh David? Did you say Eli was going to sleep? Pretty much, yeah. She's just kind of, kind of like. I think she feels. I feel like embarrassed for a little bit about like her uh, moment she had, and so I think she's still a little bit nervous to confront everybody, and so. She's kind of just going to go take her sleeping sack and find a place to lay down. Um, as she's kind of setting up, Adelaide will probably approach her and very quietly ask, like, it, it seemed like things had worked out when you joined us again. Um, yeah. I, uh, I didn't fail, so. Oh, good. That's wonderful. Well, I, I just wanted to let you know that we are all very grateful for your sacrifice and for your skill. You're a big reason why I think we ended up passing. Uh, thank you. I, um, yeah, thanks. And, and I think that that test was much harder for you than it was for the rest of us. I... I'm also grateful for that as well. I think you sort of took one for the team in a big emotional kind of way. Um, I mean, I guess a little bit, yeah. But I feel like you guys did. A, I feel like you guys did a lot better than I did. So, well, I think that you were marvelous. And certainly the reason why we succeeded. But get some rest, and I'm glad that everything was worked out. So you all are kind of sitting around the fire this time, as you kind of let Aliyah get back to what she was doing. <clears throat> you notice the other figures from the other group uh, that are also sitting around the fire, just to kind of give them a, a description. You see the very same elf lady that seemed to be sketching something furiously that you met in Felsau. You didn't really talk to her, um, but she's sitting there. She looks really like kind of half not there and stuff like that. Just kind of shaken a lot. Um, you also see kind of not standing too terribly far away is um, a kind of a half-orc man who is cast in there by the fire he's kind of got like the how do i say it i don't know how to say it that's all i don't know um he kind of has a scar that runs across one of his eyes um and you can see that eyes kind of got like the white in it to where it looks like it's been blinded before he, he seems pretty Stocky, but you also don't see any weapons necessarily on him. He he looks to be just kind of wearing simple, like, traveling clothes and stuff like that. Um, and he kind of has, like, a stick. He's kind of prodding the, uh, the fire. And then not too far away, just kind of sitting, like, really straight-backed. Not too far away, you see what looks to be some sort of being who's flesh is made out of like metal and wood like put together as you see like her the face looks almost like a porcelain like you know like the porcelain doll how they're all smooth 
and stuff like that but it's made completely out of metal and it's like emotionless but it's just kind of like got like two eyes that kind of glow a soft um kind of uh almost a soft green color as she's kind of wearing these almost more desert traveling clothes and like have a hood up around her and just kind of encircled by kind of like a wrap all the way around her head is kind of this mask almost looking um feature just featureless lips nothing that would show any creases or anything like that just inlaid onto it she's as you look at her you can see that she has what looks to be um two scimitars at her side and she's just like i said just standing straight back would Adelaide recognize her fashion being from a particular region that she um, named? Yeah. Um, I would like you to do um, maybe a history check um, just to see how much detail you get. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I should have had this pull up already. Fourteen? Uh, Fourteen? Um, you can tell that this is some sort of fashion from the land, the nation of Zabobzwa, which borders Theodorn to the west. Um, it's a, kind of a desert nation. Oh, yeah, to the west. Um, it's a desert nation. It's where Yon's Crag is also located, um, as well as the the major city of Yalfav, which you've heard to be kind of a city that was, when it was created, was dedicated to your patron god um this particular study though you don't quite know exactly where it comes from in that region but you can tell it's definitely got a lot of that similar feel as the others that you've seen other like outfits other pieces of clothing from that region okay um probably what i'll do is is near the fire i'll probably like use my foot to like kind of pat down some of the earth and make it kind of flatter and then i'll plop down and i think i'll take out uh i'll probably start with chess i'll probably take out chess and play myself in some solo chess for a bit and then i'll switch and change to like the the book that i have the yawns yawns uh what was that it's nigel's book nigel's book thank you raising a raising a dead right yeah yeah and uh and then as i'm kind of flipping through pages at some point in the night if people are still up i'll probably just so what was your challenge who do you ask just anyone um the elf as well as the warforged um the this mechanical person don't say anything um you see after a little bit of time of kind of like a little bit of a silence the half orc who's kind of been playing with a, a stick that's half kind of burnt that has an ember on the end just kind of waving in the air says um we uh were taken by this Zolair person, and uh, we lost Kira and Lannister. Um, 
and uh, we were put in the dungeons and uh, we were basically able to find our way out and we confronted Nigel and he uh, told us some things and basically fought our way up to the top and uh, Chess here uh, called his bluff about the, what was it? And you see her kind of stiffen up it. She says the the Red Sands War. And uh, here we are. I'm just kind of nod if anyone's okay. Mm-hmm. So you three are Cecilia, Wake, and Kess? Mm-hmm. Cecilia right there. You see like the the uh, elven lady who's kind of just half dazed. And she was just kind of do like kind of a slow nod. And then I'm awake and this is Cass. Yara spoke very fondly of you all. He was quite worried when you were taken. Yeah, Kira. Not only having big arms, but he has a big heart, so. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> he seems to get attached to people pretty quickly, which is a good thing. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And, uh, Cecilia, I, I think... Were you recruited in Felsau? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, do I know you? I, well, I was in Felsau as well, and I just recall you sketching, and you looked quite dedicated, and I always appreciate an artist. Oh, thank you. You're, you're, you're very nice. Of course. How how was your all's uh, test? I think some of us luckily maybe came out a little bit better than others did. Mm-hmm. I feel a little guilty. It wasn't that personal for me as it was for some of my friends. So I see Kira. He's asleep. Where's Lannister? Oh, yeah, that guy failed. <laughs> oh. Oh. I like Lannister. He was rotten to the core. <laughs> oh. Okay. I mean, what what did he... Never mind. Um, she can't... Puts her eyes down and starts sketching. Um, for those that may be kind of seen close as you pass by, you can see that she's sketching in her sketchbook, uh, like a like a stylized pencil version of what Lannister looked like in her her sketchbook. Um, with that, as you guys are kind of wrapping up the the evening, kind of start settling down, getting ready to for bed. We are going to go to break. Time! And away! And away we go! So we'll be back here in like five minutes or so. Sound good? No. Sorry. Hey, Brandon, I have a question.
I feel like you've been having a lot of like, and maybe we can t like this can wait until we get in session. But I've, I've noticed that you've been having uh, some reactions to Van Dyke and stuff like that. I want I want to know what your thoughts are because you're like, what the? He's just a See, weird, a messed up little guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying his best, man. That's basically it. I, I don't really know. Okay. Also, before we start, I'll oh, go I, ahead. You first, Kyle. Mine's a little bit more depressing. I do have my engagement tonight, um, so I might just need to drop in about 20-ish minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll fill you in. Okay. With, uh, what happens, but, um, before you go, just in case... Mm -hmm. Would you be willing to roll a help a hit dice for next level? Yeah. Whoa, spoilers. I'll do that. Yeah. Let me uh, only moss level though. Only moss. <laughs> I was going to do this all at the end of the session with everybody, but since he's going early, yeah. Hey. Yeah, David. So, how does a tree? Go home guess, when it leaves, or how how does a tree go home when it's ready? It leaves. It <laughs> leaves. Ah! That was no. that a joke. Joke. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> all right, all right. Time to roll a a die here. I'll I'll get my physical so, dice out so quick, I can like. Question: What level? Are, what are you taking? Another druid uh, level in druid? Of course, always got to keep the druid alive, right? Or should I just like completely go crazy and go like barbarian? What do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, you get bigger hit dice. You roll bigger dice right now. True, but I'm going druid. All right. Uh, what's um? What's the rules if I roll a one? You re-roll it, and if okay. you roll another one, you re-roll it. You always re-roll ones. All right. Let's just not get a two or a three. <laughs> Or a four. Or a five. Oh, okay. I have not touched the dice. Ah! Ah! I can't see it. We trust you, Kyle. Oh, it's an eight! Woo! Awesome. You guys saw that. I don't know how much of it saw, but you saw that, huh? all right? Yes, we saw it. He's getting that health back. His heart is slightly stronger now. Yeah. He's less likely to die from cardiac arrest. Oh my gosh. Woo, give me a second. All right. Yeah, have a rush. <laughs> that was a. Uh, it's uh, that plus my modifier. Mm -hmm. I will take. Gosh, when you double All your right, life. Point. That's awesome. <laughs> Woo! Um, I'm just gonna finish up eating my thing before we continue. Guys, Moss Moss is gonna lead the front lines now. He can he can take a hit. <laughs> we watch as as Moss is sleeping, and we're all like, "Oh, his beef up a little bit more." Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain what's going on. Do you mind if I explain it? Give it some creativity. So, like, yeah. as you guys are sleeping, as we've gone throughout this day, our Who's who's awake at night on watch? Give me just who'd be awake at night. We never well, talked about who'd like to be on watch right now. Who wants to witness this? Aliyah. Aliyah. 
Alaya and uh, who, who said it? Multiple people. Yeah, can we can have. Like, there's like a lot of people, so we can have three on watch. It's probably better than instead of just having two. All right. So Alaya, Opal, and um, who is Ren and Adelaide. And Adelaide. All right. So as you guys are all on watch, my Moss is passed out, um, sleeping next to Philip as like a blanket. Um, one of you uh, looks over and notices something strange going on with Moss. Like as he's sitting there, um. He seems to be like really connecting with the ground as like grass sort of like hits up against him and sort of like sticks for a second and comes off almost like some green growing. Um, almost like radiation in the modern world. Um, as you're sort of like watching this go on, you do see that like on his skin, like little, little cracks begin to appear and like little bulges begin to start popping up just on his skin. Just small little things. Um... As he's just sort of sleeping there. Um, if I may add to this, like you notice, like some of these cracks, they're not like big. It almost looks like kind of something opens up a little bit, and it kind of looks like it almost follows his veins in a sense. But then they don't stay for too long, and they kind of close up again after a little bit. It's kind of almost a trick of the eye. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of like how he had like the black? Veins or the, the when he was red like, veins. Oh yeah, red yeah. veins. And it's something like you'd catch that for a second, and you're like, "Huh," and then it it kind of subsides. The reason why you're all drawn into this is because Moss is making noises as he's sleeping, like uh, 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 just sort of a mix of like snoring and being annoying. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say not just four people, three people watching Moss sleep. No, like he, he he was making funny funny noises <laughs> like old people at him at night. <laughs> Look at the little guy; he's so precious. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. Sorry, that was so. As you guys go throughout the night, I'm assuming you all take various watches and stuff like that. Would anyone like to have a moment to? Talk with anyone during this time, or are you all pretty good to just rest? Wade's gonna do her hair care routine and then go to bed when it's over. If no one has any desire to talk to Baron, then hey, we'll just go to bed. Alaya is sitting with her bag in her lap, looking at a thing she has in there, looking at the whip. And just like touching it, like grabbing it, and then letting it go, grabbing it and letting it go. You feel like there's the blood kind of doing the thing, kind of an unsettling feeling. Yeah. <clears throat> Ren, you almost looked like you were about to do something. Um, yeah, before Elias started being weird, um, <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna like talk to Adelaide because Ren actually hasn't talked to Adelaide at all, really. Yeah. Um, you you hear like kind of putting some sort of ointment throughout her hair and eating a carrot and eating I'm a joking. big stick of <laughs> no. Pablo is holding a stick of celery as she's kind of like sometimes we'll like pass and like look at light <laughs> as she's like kind of washing her hair. Do I have to write that down? Is that something we're carrying? A celery? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's priority provisions. 
Yeah, you have wild, wild celery. Just <laughs> bubble down the trail. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is the scene that you walk into. So yeah, I want to walk up and be like, so Adelaide and Pablo, um, I. I thought we haven't really gotten to know each other, but first I just have to know, are you two, like, what's this relationship here? Pablo, like, I want you to do a perception check for me. Okay. <laughs> I can, I can sure try. There's it's dark. One. And you don't have dark vision. That is a synthetic 20. The synthetic 20. Yeah. You notice that, like, Pablo kind of stiffens up and he turns away quickly. Not like, not like trying to be like super suspicious, but like almost he covers up just a, a fin, faint little bit of like uh, a blush. But then he kind of, after a second, he kind of turns back to you and says, um, uh, her family uh, hired my family um, to serve them. Hmm. Pablo is one of the most trusted servants in my father's household. And his family are some of the most competent. I, I can see that he is very competent. I, I mean, we've we carried Henry for, for miles. He's very strong. Um, he also blushes at that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll say like I, I can tell that Pablo, you have a, a very kind heart, and um, you as well, Adelaide. I I uh, hold everyone in this group in high high esteem. Um, I think, and don't take this the wrong way, but despite your love of the material, I think you are very. A very good person. Well, thank you. That is such a, a very kind thing to say. And I do love things. You you are right about that. But I'm I'm trying to learn how to love people as much and to love protecting people the way that I've loved protecting my things for so long. Well that's very that's very honorable of you. So I've left them all behind, and I'm out here with practically nothing, just surviving on the bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... We've all, like, sacrificed a lot to be out here, and I can tell that you might have sacrificed the most. I don't, like, I don't want to, like, be definitive about it, but I think it's... I can tell that you're being really brave. She's... She's gonna, like... She's being really genuine right now, and she's going to kind of throw her brow and be like, that's such a kind thing to say. <laughs> you hear Baron slightly snore <laughs> as he's in the dirt. <laughs> so that doing her hair thing, being celery. <laughs> being fed celery, mind you. Yeah. Now, you have two sisters... And that they are battling illness. I 
I know that, well, I, I've worked with a healer before, and so I know that that's one of the most difficult things that someone can carry with them is the sickness of their family member. And I don't think that's anything that I've experienced before. And so, though what you say is very kind, I, I have to admit that my privilege has protected me from a lot of the pain that the rest of you have experienced. Bren will kind of think to himself, like, are you calling me poor? Or like, what? <laughs> a peasant? Lubian? <laughs> what, what is this? Um, but uh, he'll just say, yeah, it is It is hard. But, and like I said, we're all, we're all sacrificing stuff to be out here. Um, I think we all know, we all know what we're doing. Yes. And when when you make it into the vigils, have, have you thought about when you're going to return to your family? I don't want to return without what I set out to get. I don't want to return without some sort of way to help them. Otherwise, it will have all been for nothing. Um, I hope to return soon, because that would mean I would hopefully save one of their lives, maybe both. But, I mean, we'll see. Adelaide's going to take out, um, like, a little... I forgot if I just, like, described it in the carriage, but it's kind of like a small little notebook that she keeps on her. And she's just going to kind of, like, hold it up and be like, well, I've, I've written down what I've heard about their condition, and and I hope to help you on your quest to find a cure. Thank you. I think that the more that we have actively looking for information on their ailment, the better luck that we have of, of finding something and being able to help them. That is a, a good point. I'll, yeah, I, I'll make a note of that. I'll maybe tell you other stuff I know as I remember it. But good. That's thank good. you, thank you so much. It's absolutely. And have some celery. It'll keep you healthy. I was just about to ask if I could have some. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo like reaches into the the backpack that's kind of sitting next to it and he rummages around and he pulls out like this nice juicy stalk of oh, yeah. celery. Is he going to feed it to Ren or just give it to him? He, he looks at you and he's like holding it in his hand like uh, what? what, what? And he'll like kind of hold it out for you to take a bite. Yeah I'll, I'll just say like thank you and I'll, I'll just grab it. And then I'll, he's like I'll myself. <clears throat> he'll uh, he'll kind of like lean over and say, oh, "Thank you, Par." <laughs> <laughs> um, Chase, I have a question. Yeah, it's about this whip. Um, Go ahead. What kind of style of whip is it? Um, is it like it is kind of like a bull whip? Um, but it is got like 
metallic pieces embedded into the whip part itself to where it could do some pretty nasty nice damage. Damage. All right. Is anybody else plan on doing anything else before I do my stupid thing? Um, so. Opal hasn't done anything yet. Opal, would you like to do something? Or would you like to be awake while kind of this is going around? Yeah, I feel like Opal would have taken a breather, a breather walk, but like kind of more of a pacing, but like near the fire, but not in an anxious way, more of like a de-stressing before going to bed and like building confidence back up again, like it's, it's poppery, poppery, poppery. Yeah, so so Opal would be awake just Dongling. So. Yeah, good to know. Um, Maybe not pacing, but just walking. Walk around. Okay. Yeah, good to know. Alright. Alaya, what are you doing? Uh, she's going to, like, stab her hand with part of that metallic part of the whip. Okay. Like, As you use this little, little piece of metal that's sharp, you cut it. And as you cut your hand, you can feel like the blood in your hand. Like I said, like I described it previously, it's almost like a magnetic pole. And you kind of like let go, like the blood kind of seeps into it. And it's just like ever so faintly as it kind of bleeds out, like you can see the, the drops which should be running down your arm kind of go and they fall off and they go to the whip. And eventually your blood starts Staunching, and you see that part on the whip that had the blood touch it, it starts turning into like a red crimson color as it kind of glows up and around. And as you see, like about like three inch section of the whip has kind of turned red. Interesting. Do I feel any like adverse effects? Any anything like that? Um you do not, though you do take one point of damage. Alright. Actually, and that brings me to another question. The sleep spell? Does that damage me at all? No. It's okay. just for you. It just uses your hit points to... Bye, Kyle. Hey, Bye, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Um... Well, okay. yeah, that was my stupid thing, so. Yeah. I'm assuming you put it back into your backpack? Yeah. And I, she's going to move over towards the group. Yeah. yeah. So you did that politically? Like, Not like. She, she, yeah, just kind of like how she was sitting by herself. Um, mm -hmm. But she wasn't trying to hide it at that makes sense. You could have noticed. Yeah. Like, yeah, if, I think if you have, like, a passive perception above a 10, that's something that that's you would have... Yeah, 10 or above, you would have been like, what the heck is she doing? Yeah. I probably would have approached yet, but does Loki need to go out? No, he was just mad at me because uh, I wouldn't let him bite me. Oh. <laughs> <And Kevin laughs> <perfect>. I... <laughs> that is pretty messed up. I know I'm the worst. <laughs> Okay, uh, 
Opal would have approached. So, hey, Eliya. Um, I know it's been kind of a tough go at it a lot recently, but um, how are you doing? Um, it's it's a lot of mixed feelings to be honest at the moment. It's there's excitement and um for I guess making it into the training of to become a vigil. Um but there's also I guess a little bit of fear. And not for I guess becoming a vigil, but I guess Having to face family after sacrificing what I did. Sacrifice to break that spell. Yeah. So. I'm definitely sorry you had to do that as sacrificing something so meaningful for you. For I understand that a trial, a test, can be really difficult. Yeah. But I wanted to let you know that I'm thankful for your sacrifice, as we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. So, thank you. I appreciate you too, Opal. Um, I am curious, as Kishi, mm -hmm. could I maybe roll a history check to see if I can recall seeing the whip and whatever yeah, of course. Do a, a history check. Like, yeah, seeing the whip when we found it, and then maybe recalling um, historical things, possibly. Yeah. If I've seen it before, maybe. Make a make a history check. All right, guys. Who will be kind? Thank you. I have faith in you because you are the chosen one to be good. So you should be good. You're be good. You're, you're getting there. Okay. Um, that is a uh, sixteen. Okay. As you take a second, and you kind of, I would say, like you kind of notice the whip as Elias kind of tucked it back into her bag, but it's kind of sticking out a little bit. Mm -hmm. You see that whip, and just for the briefest of seconds you have kind of almost like a flash of seeing someone standing up above someone and to not go into too many details but just someone raking across the back of someone else and it's gone it's like you can't really get many details like you can see like the sky Behind you is like a dark orange. You can't really see the features of the face because it was like backlit. And so like it's all dark of both figures. But for a second there you can just see like the silhouette of someone reaching back and just tearing. And then it's gone. Yeah. With that vision, I'd probably um like shake like a little jump back and shake my head. Like um You okay? Uh, yeah. Remind me where you got 
that whip? Um, from that uh, chapel we were in, where we originally went underground. It's the one that Baron found. Baron, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the one that Baron found and didn't want to take, and so I figured I could take it and maybe give it to some of the visuals to study. Okay. Um, yeah. The chapel with the throne of chains. Yeah, that one. And that was... Deruth's. Okay. Um, I'm very happy that you were able to bring it back and that your intentions are to let it be used for research as I think it would be useful for that sense. Um, I think you already know this is, it is a dangerous weapon and um, a whip can be used for many type of things like maybe making a cool whip crack noise to intimidate people or swing on a branch or tip your hat while you do it anyway. Um, but also for you know, discipline. So, uh, basically what I'm trying to say is be careful, please. Yeah, I will. I don't plan on using it at all, so. I have full faith in you to do so, and I know you'll do great things. So, thank you for bringing peace to my mind. Yeah, no problem. Um, Do you want to go join the rest of everybody else? I guess we probably should, yeah. <laughs> it's about that time that you all kind of have settled into bed, have found your ways to to sleep, whether you've been on watch or not, kind of during these hours at night, you notice that the fog is kind of abated by the fire, but doesn't necessarily go away as like how the range of vision gets the first couple of trees around this clearing but after that it's just a wall of just solid black and you know that you should be able to see a little bit farther with the light that you have but it's just all of it's dispersed in that kind of grayish blanket that's surrounding you you can hear kind of the sounds of the bugs Cricket's night, which helps kind of sell you down, though it's still kind of unsettling. As you all sleep, you sleep well. That morning when you wake up, everyone's still there. Yay! And, uh... You guys kind of get up, start packing up things. Um, is there anything that you guys do specifically for your morning routine? Leg day. Leg day. <laughs> I mean, Pablo out there, he is doing leg day. He never skips. He's like got. He's got. Uh... He's got Philip. Philip. <laughs> he's borrowing Philip for a second. Just he's got practice to go hold. Mm-hmm. 
Gotta maintain his title. Yeah. Yeah. I think Opal would meditate. Yeah. Pinky is definitely singing songs. Just silly fairy tunes. Um, Adelaide is going to talk to Olivia or Van Dyke because they're one of them that's closer to her. Um, yeah, I, one second. Opal, I want you to do a religion check. <laughs> Before you go and get another sweet roll. I got you. Let me guess. A religion check. Oh, it's a 13. You have a fairly good meditation session. Sometimes you can your mind wanders, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm meditating. I got focus. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really hungry. <laughs> Nothing really happens. Um, you. Adelaide, as you've kind of put away some of the things, stuff like that, you see that Van Dyke isn't too terribly far away and Opal is kind of close to him. They're kind of working together. They, in fact, did share a tent last night. So they um, they are on that that base. I don't know. As you look at it, you had two separate, um, two separate bedrolls. It's adorable. <laughs> but... Wanted to add um, Opal's feelings in, in addition to probably being tired and exhausted and not entirely all awake. But she's also not a morning person, I think. Or that was a different character. I don't know. That one? Um, I think she would still feel like conflict within herself as... I know I need to do this, but it would be nice to sleep in more. Like, I could benefit so much in so many other ways, but I know this is something I'm still learning. So, yeah, just a little conflicted. Yeah. I'm glad to hear the insights and the inner machinations of Opal's mind. She's kind of struggling with this morning um yeah um back to you adelaide um they're both kind of there um is there one particular that you'd like to approach and talk to we should probably just talk to both of them if they're okay there. um she's just to um ex- excuse me um good morning um i'm i'm wondering what is the itinerary for today and uh where where are we headed to where will we end up uh, that's a good question. So, from here, use a teleporter. We'll go to the lighthouse where you guys can meet Draven. From Draven, you, from not Draven, from the lighthouse, we will part you to the, uh, Training grounds close to the mangrove. Close to mangrove, I should say. It's not the it's in town. Um, and there you will spend the next couple months training and training as 
to before you get your first assignment. Um, if you want to, we're, we're planning on having a little discussion before we break camp and go ahead with that. Um, oh, good. Uh, I suppose then when we get to Main Grove, there will be facilities to send letters? Uh, I have no idea. I can. I don't know if I really ever need to or ever have said a letter. I believe it's gonna kind of like slowly look at Olivia and see if like she <laughs> is like maybe she sent a letter before ever. She uh, just says she looks at you and says, um, "I bet if you ask, they'll be able to help with something." All right. I also don't know how to write. <laughs> so I've never written a letter either. Well, I would highly recommend it. It is a very fun activity, uh, but teach their own. And she's going to walk away embarrassed that she has never, ever met anyone before that has never received a written letter. So new achievement unlocked. <laughs> has she ever met someone that doesn't know how to write? I think that she, she might think that maybe some of her companions don't know how to write. But that's her being judgmental. <laughs> Fair enough. Can we know which ones? No. no. Um, I'm just kidding. Right as, right as you walk away, Aliyah is going to bring uh, Mr. Van Dyke, or what is it? Yeah, is it Henry. Henry, he's gonna bring. She's gonna bring Henry um, some scrambled eggs and hash browns, <laughs> and just be like, um, "Crap, I forgot his name." Okay. Gerland. These are. This is one of the first things that Gerland ever taught me how to make. So I figured. And he he looks down and says, "What is that? Which 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 part?" That one, and he points towards. <laughs> it's not easy to tell. He's just kind of like that. It. Um. It's eggs. Okay. <laughs> it's eggs and, and hash browns. Um. Hash browns are potatoes that are cut up small. You didn't boil them. No, you, they, they were boiled. Yeah, they were boiled. Um. And then. Uh, just cut up into smaller pieces and then fried and then, um, um, and she's just gonna kind of trail off and be like, uh, he's just like looking at you like, why would you do that? Do you, well, I, we were talking, I, I just, I wanted to say thank you for passing me. Okay. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> And he'll take the food. Thanks. Uh, he'll he'll like try it, and like he'll taste it and be like, "How how did you did you do well? Like good job seasoning it." Yeah, it it would have it would have been like her actually trying. Yes. Yeah. She's not using like her fancy stuff, but it would yeah, her be but, like trying. It's like. I'm assuming it wasn't like anything crazy though. Like you didn't put a lot of like 
spices into it, right? No. And just mostly like mostly like a salt and pepper style. He's like he he bites into the potato and goes, Ooh, that's spicy. Oh no. He keeps he keeps eating it though. Um, Olivia, try this. She takes it and she eats on the other side that he has he didn't eat on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh because oh wow that is that's that's a lot. Thank you. This is very interesting. I've never ate something quite like this. I I guess I I hope you can enjoy it. If you don't you don't don't feel like pressure or obligated to eat it. Um, no, it's it's interesting. I didn't even know that potatoes could do this. This is why <laughs> I'm I'm learning a lot of things. She would just smile and be like, "Well, I'm, I'm glad I could show you." Yeah, I'm. I'm glad too. Poor guy doesn't know the joys of potatoes. <laughs> and after uh, having a conversation about how versatile potatoes are, <laughs> <he's even> like, <laughs> right. yeah, that's kind of that's, that's kind of what it came from. Where Elias like he probably only eats potatoes. <laughs> he likes them boiled, and he Man, likes sure. them cut in half, boiled, and. If he's feeling really crazy, he mashes them. But that's usually on his birthday. Yeah, that's a special occasion. Does he eat it raw? Sometimes he even even eats them wrong, but oh, that's right. only in the worst of scenarios. It's a sad day when you have to eat a raw potato. What I mean, yeah. Elias is now just going to get uh, ready for teleportation. Pinky, are you up to anything this morning as well? I know that you said that you're just kind of you're kind of doing something. I just can't remember. She's kind of packing up, kind of singing, making music with her lute. I don't know. She's just enjoying what? the morning. <laughs> if I might ask, what what's your song that you're singing about this morning? What is Pinky singing about this morning? Um, <laughs> she'll be singing about potatoes. She'll see that Aliyah is making potatoes, and she'll decide to make up a song about potatoes. Okay. I love it. <laughs> would you like to actually make a song, or would you just like to kind of keep it in the, the thought realm of, this is what she's doing? It's Let's up to you. Keep it in the thought realm for now. I haven't figured out how to sing his pinky yet, so. That makes sense. It would be <laughs> quite a to change your voice and then sing. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I feel like it's along the same vibes as like over the garden, all the like the potato. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, after a while. Guys, I'm putting my uh, tent away. It's like when Pooh Bear goes in to get his honey and he shakes his little balls. <laughs> like that. Yes. Good to know. I I'm glad that you prefaced because, like, when you first said booty shake, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no. Some food, but you're still in a good mood, if that's possible. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So after. Everyone's been kind of fed, whether um, Aliyah kind of cooks for uh, others or 
you provide your own food. Um, and kind of everything's getting cleaned up. The fire's kind of been put out and stuff like that. Um, Van Dyke and Olivia will both kind of stand up and uh, kind of turn to the group. And Van Dyke will kind of say, um, I'm quite pre- impressed with uh, you all. You, you did good work. Um, I want you to know that... Uh, you all make fine uh, additions to the vigils. Um, as you know, the vigils, they're all about serving, protecting, helping those who can't protect themselves. Can't accomplish something on their own. Usually that deals with monsters, magic relics, mysteries, things like this. And this is what you've experienced this uh, past few days. I uh, I want you to know that uh, this test uh, was a little bit more challenging than our, our usual. We, we don't often hardly ever get the uh, approval to use Thorn's Tower for our um, tests. And so it was uh, quite inspiring to see you all uh, do well and as well as you did. Um, It really, like I said, it surprised me when I heard that. uh, And he he kind of motions to your, um, to you, Alliances, that your, your mom put in the uh the thing the permission to to use it but uh you all did great Alaya's gonna and, like with that she's gonna kind of like wait what and her just like her facial expression he just keeps like continuing talking and says i uh want you to know that after this you all will be transported to the lighthouse the lighthouse is Basically, the headquarters of the vigils. That is eventually where you will live and you will receive your missions and things like that. As well as partake in extra training and learning. But uh, to start off with, it's important for you all to get basis and an understanding of what it means to be a visual as well as a lot of training as in getting a broad understanding of what's out there and helping you kind of get more of a generalized ability before we send you out into the world as vigils. So after we leave the lighthouse, you will be taken to a place called Mangrove. It's a town not too far away from the lighthouse. And uh, there you'll be instructed and trained for the next few months um, before you are officially made visuals. Um, Elia raises her hand. Is there a possibility for me to visit my mom at any point throughout that or visit home? Um, no. 
they will have you stay at the training center. She can come visit and prior to heading there, there's probably a chance that you could talk to Draven. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. I'll mention that here in a second. But yeah, you can probably ask to talk to your mom. That'd be good. That would make sense. Anyways, Draven, like I mentioned earlier, he is the uh, the leader um, of the vigils at this time. Kind of the man in charge. He prides himself on introducing himself to all the new trainees and stuff like that. And as time goes on, you'll be able to get to know him a little bit better. But um, as for right now, uh, it's good to just, you know, meet him, see his face, I guess. I don't know why he does it. I think it's kind of weird. But anyways, uh, is there any other questions? Well, it was good to meet you all. Um, you can all stand over there. It points to the the fairy ring that you guys like woke up in. Um, if y'all want to go over there, Ken. That's uh, not asking. I'm telling you, you go over there. I think you will be the first in the circle. <laughs> Adelaide is in the circle. <laughs> Anyone not go to the circle? Go to the circle. Moss is in here, so we can play Okay. You all end up in the circle one way or another. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Calls. He calls. He. You see him grab the same stone that he was holding and says, uh, Galen, and you can't hear something in the back from the other side. He says, uh, "If you want to let, um, if you want to let them know that they're uh, they're ready um, to be teleported from." Um, he gets. Uh, he looks towards uh, Olivia. Uh, portal thirteen. Um, uh, thirteen. Uh, it's ready. And. Uh, can't hear something in the back, and he says, uh, bye. And so does Olivia, kind of raises her hand, kind of waves. And then it's like kind of awkward as it, as it like takes 10 seconds after he says bye. And you can't say goodbye. And you're like, just stare at him. Pinky will wave for all 10 seconds. <laughs> Eventually, though, you feel kind of that same feeling, whether you were have a when you were asleep, kind of almost like how the floor kind of drops out from underneath you, and it almost looks like everything kind of, in a sense, dissolves, and you feel yourself almost it's hard to say, feel like exact like definition of how it feels. It feels like, think about like, you know, like when you close your eyes and you feel like you can like imagine yourself like, like your brain. And then you went, and then the. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. 
when you think in your head and like you can imagine space around you like if you think about your head and like your brain inside how it almost feels bigger than how big your head is does that make sense am i like you're just i'm just rambling now i felt that before not because it makes sense but anyways you get some odd vibes um, i'd like everyone to do a constitution saving throw oh Ooh, i just rolled a four so uh, i got a six. 17. 17? 10. Best roll Ten. of the night for me. Synthetic 20. Nice. Nice. Synthetic 15. Okay. <laughs> then 16. Okay. All right. So as you guys feel yourself rematerializing, um, the light has shifted. Everything's a little bit different. You can't almost like as your nose kind of comes back into its place, you can't breathe in. You can smell almost the smells of somewhere, something cooking of like kind of worked leather. Um, kind of almost like you feel like the cold, like the chill, like stone masonry, like structure close to you as you can't breathe in. And as your eyes can't open, you all kind of look around. You're in almost what looks to be like a, Porticles, or is that the word? Like the circle thing? Oh, what are they called? You know what I'm talking about? This is like the gates. The, gate. the, the rising. I got two things wrong. It's like, you know, in a garden, the circle thing. A gazebo? A gazebo, but it's made out of stone and it's like 30 feet tall. 50 feet wide. It's not necessarily a gazebo. I don't know. It's just like a structure with like openings all around it. Does that make sense? Yes. Am I just rambling? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking funny. Okay. Is it it's kind right. of, I'm picturing the statue, uh, SU campus, the statue thing with all, that's the circle that has all the statues of the smart people. Like that except for bigger no. Trump. It's an intro. Yeah. Kind of like a circular building with multiple exits. And as you look on the ground, there's a bunch of teleporting circles around. Actually, there's like four or five. Coliseum. Coliseum. Except it's got a roof. Coliseum with a roof. Stonehenge with a roof. <laughs> it's like. Prison. It's like a tower, but it's only one story. <laughs> <laughs> but Gazebo doesn't sound cool. <laughs> That's the problem. Do you want me to pull up? Give me a second. It's probably Gazebo. Type in stone Gazebo and see what comes <laughs> up. Just pull stuff Stonehenge. <laughs> no. Stone Gazebo. Turned out Stonehenge. Long ago was just a giant gazebo made out oh, of rock. I think this is what you're thinking of. This is what I'm kind of picturing, but like a little bigger. Can you show Maybe. it to the others? Is that not necessarily because it's like got more walls to it? That's why I was like, but it's like that with more walls. Yeah, it's like walled. Look up a stone gazebo with more walls. Yeah, kind of like that, but some of those are like built in. Yeah, okay, just so stone gazebo <laughs> with. 
I love trying to describe it. But like, picture yourself inside of one of those on a teleporter, and there's a like a dude at one of the corners. Not just a dude. There's like a a couple of desks, and there's a dude, and then another dude, and they're the same dude. There's a bunch of dudes that are just the same thing. And they're inside. I think I'm breaking down games. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this anymore. <laughs> no, I'm good. Keep just going. move faster. Keep just keep we got it. Keep yeah. Going. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, but literally, though, there is a desk kind of on the far side where the section is more walled, where you see a couple of desks, a couple of people working. The person that's working each desk is the same exact person. They look like a carbon copy of each other. Is it Monsters, Inc. entranceway where it's a glass dome and it's a dome area and there's many doors and it's a first level of... No! <laughs> I think we gotta just move past. Maybe I'll draw something and try to explain it. Circular in fashion. Um, anyways. You... As you're kind of standing here, Going back to the Constitution check, um, as you're all like taking in this dramatic scene, which I was so elegantly able to describe, you guys look <laughs> over and you see Adelaide like bent over, just hurling up that breakfast. It's just, it's rough. You, that uh, teleportation uh, didn't do you a good trip. And so, do you, you don't take damage, but you do lose your lunch or your breakfast. Not, you don't do. Yeah, so it's fairly common. You see kind of a, someone like kind of over in the corner cast one of the guys at the um, table size and then goes and grabs a bucket and like starts, kind of comes out around from the table and starts walking towards you guys. Is the other group with us as well? Yes, you're all there together. Um, I should roll a constitution checks for them. Okay. Okay. Um, oh wait, I have Kira as well. Well, Kira is a. He's actually. He's probably awake. He's probably awake now. We probably caught him back up. Yeah. You guys talk to them. I'm slipping, guys. I don't know what's going on right now, but it's okay. Anyways, you also see Cecilia and Wake bent over, just not doing too good either. Um, but Kira and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I showed him that. Stop. What's it? What's it? On the Discord channel. Oh. Anyways, um, Kira and S don't seem to be affected. They're doing just as good as most of y'all. But as kind of coming down because this circular building is kind of inset into the ground. There's like stone steps leading up. Um, it's almost kind of like a Roman-esque design in the masonry and stonework. Um, you see a, a man kind of approaching. He's kind of wearing kind of a bigger jacket. and um, He has kind of dark black hair, but almost kind of got some speckled gray in it. And he has kind of a, a fairly good beard. Um, you see on one of his pants, he has a very similar, um, but somewhat different um, kind of gauntlet to what Nigel had. Um, 
he kind of is approaching you and he has like this pretty big smile on on his face he he looks a little bit taller kind of broad chest but doesn't look like he's like overly strong um uh let me send a picture of him in the oh my gosh let me send a picture of him in the group chat um so that way you can all see uh, this is what he looks like. He looks like a nice guy. Oh, yeah, he's a charming man. Yeah. So, as he kind of approaches and walks towards you, he kind of waves at someone that's also walking past. You see kind of a group of vigils um, kind of walking towards. And you can see, like, these are like kind of the gateways out behind him. They're kind of more archways leading outside of this particular area. Um, he walks up to you and says, Hello, it's good to meet you all. Um, I'm glad that you all are here. My name's Draven Darrell. How are you all doing? Great. Okay, never mind. Abelaine's gonna be like, good. <laughs> and she like, Abelaine's like helping <laughs> clean up the ground and like he, he has you like have a nap. Uh, well, Alaya know who he is? Of course, you would definitely recognize him as you have our, and then he's like, oh, Alaya, it's good to see you back. Yeah. How was y'all? Um, it was, it was okay. How did you all, how did the rest of you, uh, Feel like your trial went. That was pretty good. Good job. Awesome. Craziest trick anyone's ever played on me. (laughs) I, uh. Who's your evaluator again? Henry Van Dyke. Ah, Henry Van Dyke. He's good classic. Um, We've had him be an evaluator for some time. I think he does a little bit better. um, smaller groups um yeah i uh heard that he was preparing a, a good doozy of one that's awesome um well like i said uh i'm draven i'm been tasked to kind of oversee the visuals at the the moment um and i'm i'm very glad that you are all all here yeah made it through the trial and um I gotta ask um I'm assuming that you are all here for your own reasons um what what brought you all to the the vigil that I might ask I took a carriage I was in that carriage he smiles at that like I got me what made you want to become a vigil is that that's probably a little bit better way of phrasing it hmm. uh, um, i will go after the next friend oh you're okay I'm looking um, for some stuff Nice. <laughs> Some very important stuff. 
Hey, we all, sister. As he kind of gives it, like he puts out his hand. I'm assuming that you're fairly close. He like kind of puts his hand yeah. out to like be a fist bump. Nice. I, I know that's why I I joined the vigils. We're here to help each other. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't say I would go second. Um. I joined the vigils because I wanted to go on my own adventure. That's awesome. I, I noticed that you are uh, of the Triquestra, is that right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we've we've been able to have some interactions with your, your group, and we're very impressed with um, what you do. And I hope it doesn't offend you to tell you that it surprises me to have you here, but we are very grateful for your, your presence. We know that you are quite strong and well um well off in the ways of protecting this world. Thank you, and I'm glad you'll accept me. Thank you. So what about the others? What about you others? Um, my, and may I ask what your names are? Before you open that, I'm assuming Pinky and Elf, will you introduce yourselves? So I actually think that Baron has put himself in the back, even behind the other group, kind of. Because we all you're all kind of together. We're all kind of together. So he's kind of made his way, kind of in the back, probably kind of just trying to just disappear in some sense. Like a class get to knowing questions. So that's just like to the moody phase. Um, I'm I'm Adelaide, and I joined the vigils so that I could be more useful. I that's a good reason. Um, but I I know that in my time as a vigil, I've felt like I've been able to do a lot of good. So I'm I'm glad to have you here. A great reason to be here. Well, if you all don't mind, I don't, don't need to inquire from Bali, but um, you made the test. Uh, you hear? I'm not sure. Possible sense. She is. I don't think the awkward between. Okay. Oh, no. Not Adelaide, just me. Adelaide would have Look, Aliyah would volunteer why she's joined, so. Oh, go ahead. I'm just, someone's gonna say something. Sorry, I was chewing. I thought I had time. I didn't, so. No. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, Aliyah would just sheepishly, yeah, I'm, I, hi, I'm, and she kind of would, would turn, she would like, I was, she, you, it's a, what was his name again? His name is Draven. 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 She was. I, I know you know me, Draven. And she turns around and, hi everybody. I'm I'm Alaya. Um, hi Alaya. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess I'm joining the ranks of the vigils to make my father proud.
can see like Draven kind of smiles at that, like, nice. Have any of the other people yeah. said anything? Like Wake or Yeah. Kel? Yeah. Um, Cecilia will kind of kind of be like, oh, um, I I joined because I I really just wanted to be able to see the world. I felt a little bit stuck. I love serving people and helping. So after uh, my responsibilities back home were relieved of me, I felt like maybe uh, to be a, a good fresh start for me. Um, eventually, uh, when Wake kind of gives his thing, he says, um, I joined the uh, vigils because I have information that I'm seeking and if I can help people along the way, that's plus two. And Cass will say, I joined the vigils. And everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all she says. Um, Overall. <laughs> okay. Um, I, Evan would, would speak um, when there was an opening. Um, he would just say, um, my name is Ren, and I am, this is, I'm sorry, this is kind of a selfish motivation, but I am hoping to, uh, learn about a sickness that plagues my family. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I know that there's many different things out in the world, um, and here at the lighthouse, we have some of the finest clerics and healers. Um, I hope that with you joining the vigils to help the common good, I hope that you are also helped as well. Um, when uh, you're with your friend, I'll, I'll nudge Pablo and say, your turn. Um, I uh, fun apart. Um, I uh, I joined the vigils. Um, did I join the vigils? You did, Pablo. I didn't join the vigils. <laughs> and you see, like, uh, Raven's like, okay. <laughs> He'll he'll turn back towards you and say, um, "During your time here, you'll for the first few months you'll be in pretty intensive training. Um, but if you're looking for cures, you should probably talk to the the head of the service room of the infirmary. Her name is Eileen uh, Bjornhart. She might be able to to help." Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. I I know that this may be hard. Uh, usually everyone has a reason for joining 
that's not just because of you know i love good and boo evil um so i i just i want you to know that your concerns are heard why you're here is is heard and so though we need your help to be able to protect others sometimes you are also the people that need that service that you can't provide yourselves so that's what the visuals are for we're here to help each other hey stops himself wait you in the back what's your name you didn't say anything baron it's good to meet you baron why are you here uh people i care about want me to join okay well, thank you for letting us know. Well, I uh, I will have to get going here pretty soon, but I want you to know that with you joining, you have the full confidence of the vigils behind your back. Um, I know this seems a little bit sudden. You're just out of a trial and have been put straight back into training but uh i just wanted to take this second and tell you that you guys are doing a great job that sometimes it's hard but it's really worth making the right choices um i hope to see you all achieve what you're hoping to achieve and let me know if I can be of service. Um, it's about time for me to get going. I should uh, head out. Do you have any uh, last questions that I might be able to answer before I go? Is it... Uh... Go ahead, David. Oh, sorry. I just Is it possible that I might speak with my mom? Um, yeah. I'll uh, see if... Maybe she can meet you along the way, or maybe here. We usually keep you moving here pretty soon. We don't want you to get too distracted on um, the inside of the lighthouse. Um, Makes sense. I do. Um, well, I no, it's fine. It's, Elia would have cut him off, and I it just I, I know that my mom is a busy person, and so if she has business or is. Busy, uh, tell her not to worry about it, that I'm okay. Alright. I'll pass the message on to someone else who can inform her. Um, you said that you want to meet me privately? Yeah, I need to ask you something. Um, okay. Um, sure. Well, uh, is it something like that? we could discuss here as the group continues on or how much in detail do you need to talk about something? Well, take long. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I gotta be somewhere here pretty soon, but I can take a few more minutes. Um, if you guys would be willing to follow, um, a, uh, I have, as he kind of points towards one of the guys who's kind of walked, I have, like, think about, like, Captain I Hope. Hope. <laughs> International House <laughs> Festival. 
<laughs> you know, Ahab sucked from the book. Just, just like that, but I had. I just had to. The moment was a. Sorry, we've got the giggles chased. I can tell you guys. I have you. Sick joke. I had. Anyways. And anyways, it's I have, not I have. So it'd be International House as breakfast. <laughs> Jeez. Anyways. <laughs> so you see this one of the guys that's behind the desk, which is the same guy as everyone else, kind of, kind of walks up and he says, um, I will uh, show you out of the uh, the lighthouse and uh, do your waiting carriage. Or carriages how many do we have here okay <laughs> um as like you guys all kind of leave um we'll get to the main group but we'll as you he everyone kind of leaves off he turns to you um baron wasn't it yeah you said that you uh had something to ask me right yeah so the person i'm watching over uh I talked with the people at one of the outposts, and they said they'd watch, they watch her for a bit, but I can't leave her there. And Pinky attempted eavesdrop on this conversation too. Are you trying to sneak and hide? Yes. Uh, you will have to do this. Are, are they? Are they? Wait, are they have? Are they having it out in the open along with everybody else, or is it kind of? Are they? No, this is like they stayed back as everyone kind of okay. same situation. Okay. Um, for you to stay, you'll have to roll with disadvantage because there's not as many high places to hide as the right. woods. Yes. Okay. No. Just gonna try because Pinky's curious, and she fails. <laughs> That's as a like, nine. <laughs> you see, one of the other IHABs like sees you standing behind a, a desk as you kind of like poke out, and he's like, "What are you doing?" Nothing, and she'll just. Fly off to her friends. <laughs> she doesn't even try to make an excuse. You fly off. Um, so you're saying that someone's in your care and you need to find housing for them in a sense. Yes. Well, um, it's a little bit of a challenge, but we usually like to have them stay with next of kin if that's possible i am their next of kin no one else no okay well with time you'll probably be able to purchase your own land here um in osho and stuff like that um to where you can have your own place um, but uh that will probably take a little bit of time we could talk about maybe searching for um, a family who would um, sponsor her to stay here. How quickly can that be done? You're definitely someone who likes to get things uh, their way. Uh, not much for patience, but I don't blame you. This must be very serious. So, tell you what. This is important enough. I'll, I'll work on it tonight. I'll see if I can find someone who's 
willing to help somebody who what what may I have a description of the the person? Um, as in, like, so that way I, I I may pass this on to the people who might be interested in sponsoring somebody. None of us can hear this, right? No. Oh! Where's my information? Hold on, guys. I wrote it all down. Did I write it down? Probably. Probably. This is just for the audience. And you guys. For the audience. Mickey's a very thorough backstory writer. Mm, 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 mm. One second. I'm just making noise for everyone. What? I, uh, that's my favorite. No, 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 no. I don't even think I did write a description of this person. So, uh, <clears throat> her name is Elise. Um, I left her in Fell South. She's got blonde hair, glasses. A few freckles on her face. What age? Um, golly, why am I? Uh, sure. Is that what we said? Uh, sorry, guys. This is lore. I have to remember. <laughs> uh, man, I've never been good with birthdays. Uh, twelve, I think. Okay. Uh, a real girl. Yeah, we can most likely find someone who's willing to. There's a lot of retired vigils who have started families here, and maybe one has one that's moved out recently, and so that they'd be willing to um, watch over. I, I can look at the records or get someone or my assistants to, to look and figure this out. We'll, we'll let you know, hopefully, within a, a few days. Thank you. It's been a while, so if I don't hear something in a few days, then I might have to leave the vigils. Mm -hmm. We'll uh, we'll get done then. If you can't do something yourself, we're here to help you out. He kind of pops you on the shoulder, and you're kind of like a little more stiff, and he's like, ah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you should probably catch up with everyone else. Thanks. And I'll shake hand. You're welcome. He sticks out his hand, shakes it. As uh, you all have been kind of let out and kind of stopped for a second, just to kind of give a description of this. And Aliyah, this is something that you're very akin to because you literally grew up in this place. So think of if I can describe another thing that'll be done really well. So think of um, a cylinder. Let me just try it this way. You know how lighthouses are built, how they are basically a cylinder that goes up and they have kind of a, a top on them with a light. Yeah. Think of yourselves inside of a structure very akin to a lighthouse, where instead of it being have small rooms it's like a couple almost like a good you'd have to guess as a for a diameter of this place probably a good 
500, 600 feet, and that's just this central um, column going up of kind of open space. It goes up probably a thousand, a thousand five hundred feet, just straight up. You can see a lot of air. Um, you can see what looks to be a roof and like different platforms and levels as you go up. And you can see at the top there seems to be like a bright glowing light being cast down, kind of lighting the inside of this whole entire place. You can see what looks to be a, a large giant set of spiral stairs that follow the outside of this um, cylindrical great room that contains everything up towards the, the top have because of its magnitude and size it, it's hard to tell how far it goes up and that's a lot of steps to get up to the top and you notice underneath this spiral staircase you can see what they've done is they've used that space underneath to make different places where you can see like on this base row, you can see a place where it looks like it's kind of a desk where you can see like parties of vigils kind of coming up and like kind of talking. You can see a place that looks almost like a three-story um, shop that's been put into the this side of the uh, the cylinder. You can see what looks to be the infirmary, and you can see what looks to be like almost like a giant mess hall to the side and everything i said is built underneath this spiral staircase going up above these places as the stairs go up you can see what looks to be different rooms and different places that um people live more residential uh and that's all you can really see as the spiral staircase goes up to what looks to be another floor and then it goes even farther up after that as you kind of take this in for a second um i have kind of Holds you to the side, this grand kind of door to one side. He shows you towards it. You can see what looks to be massive doors, um, kind of left open to allow the fresh air. And you can see what looks to be on the outside, um, a, almost a town surrounding this place. Um, every building is quite different though, kind of different shapes, different styles of different cultures. A lot of them, uh, to give into like a real world perspective, have almost kind of that oriental style to them. But many of them kind of look maybe they could be from like the backwoods of, of the road line. Some of them could look very akin to Theodore and things like this. It almost looks like this is a giant lot of different people in different cultures as you kind of go out and you walk down the cobblestone path you are led to uh two carriages um as you kind of gain together and he separates you out between the two groups of recruits um and you as a, a group put together um as i was running away or moving quickly away from uh Raven, I would have actually said, like, kind of look back and said, she's actually 14. Hope that doesn't change anything. And then I'll continue on and yeah. catch up with the rest of the group and be there, catch up at the cards. All right. 
all have clamber in and you now are on the outside of the building you can't look up and it literally looks like a giant lighthouse massive you can see what looks to be light radiating out from the top um it's quite an impressive feat of architecture and design it's strange though like kind of the the scope of it you know when you stand to next to something that's quite large in comparison to yourself and it almost gives you vertigo you may be feeling that right now and is this like the headquarters for the vigils like yes. this is like where this is the place like as you kind of get outside you kind of look up and you see i have kind of murky says pretty cool isn't it or let me get back to this voice um pretty cool isn't it <laughs> <laughs> you all uh are kind of shuffled in and as you all kind of fell down rolling weight you kind of take in the the outside view of everything around, and as it the car kind of rolls through the streets and then out into more farmland, you notice that this whole area, and as the, you kind of are looking at it, um, and the driver at front, the front of the carriage kind of says. Welcome to Oshto proper. This is the island of the vigils. Um, and you see kind of this rolling farmland. You can see at the the whole area. At, all, at first you almost think it's a valley and you're kind of up on one of the ridges. But then you realize it's kind of more of a crater where all sides kind of swoop in to the center. And instead of having their farms kind of rolling down the hills, because in some places it's actually kind of steep, you notice that the farms here, the farmland is actually terraced um, down kind of like the steps that you see um, each of them holding different types of um, vegetables and different types of grains and things like that. It kind of gives a scattering of greens and yellows and purples and whites all throughout this this valley and you can see in different places where down at the bottom of this crater you see what looks to be a, a lake not a big one but like the size of a reservoir and you see what looks to be a town by it you can see off to one side um about directly opposite to the um, this place the lighthouse um looks to be another town and then over towards the west and you can tell it's the west because um of the uh sun rising more towards the east at this time there's also a town over there towards the west is what i was trying to say if i don't know if i clearly said that but among all these towns and the terraced farms you can see patches of different um green and grays and things like that. Um, as you were going, Eli, are you there? Mm -hmm. 
uh, as you're heading towards the thing, you see the, the driver who's kind of more of a, like a small portly man. You don't necessarily know him, but you recognize him as someone that you've seen um, as a carriage operator here in Oshto before. He uh, says, um, I, I think I'm getting a summons for um, Alaya. Um, she, it sounded to be um, Lady Mira. Um, he wanted to talk to you as he holds out one of these similar stones with a face on it towards you. I would grab it. As you grab it, he's here on the other side. Um, Eli, is that you? Uh, you hear me? Yeah. How's it? How's it going? Eli, are you okay? Um, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm not. I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. I uh, I just heard that you all got back. It's been a few days. How are you hurt? Are you okay? With that, Aliyah would not care who she's in front of. She would start crying. And then just say, Mom, I'm sorry. Oof. And what? she would just explain that how she lost uh, Dad's necklace. And how she had to sacrifice the necklace to pass the test. And that just is... sobbing. As uh, the line's quiet for a good few seconds as you're just crying. And it's hard because you, you can't tell her facial expressions. You can't see who what she looks like. She'd say to you, I'm I'm sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And um Maybe when you're, I want you to know that I'm sorry. It's not your fault. I, I am. I am sorry. I I should be honest with you. I have been asking that your your test be more of a
I never thought that you were going to have to do something like that. Um, I'd ask them to make sure that your test... was more difficult than an average trial. What? Why? I may... It's not... I've always been worried since I wanted you to really know and you can kind of tell that she's a little bit struggling with what to say at this um, I wanted to make sure that you knew what you were going to get yourself into oh ah uh. I had an idea of what I was getting myself into since I was a little girl. You had no right to try and manipulate the test to get me to fail. It's always been hard because I always had to be the the parent that scolded, corrected. I've seen you struggle a lot, especially after what happened. And I'm sorry that I didn't have as much faith as I should have had in you. I just don't want to see what happened to your father happen to you. And with that, the line kind of goes silent. Just like hangs up kind of silent or? Hangs <laughs> up kind of okay, here's my question. How many people heard that conversation? Like, can you hear? Everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> everyone here. But like, you didn't have it on speakerphone in a sense. You didn't have it on speaker rock. You had it up your. Well, they heard your side of the conversation, but, but basically, they could gather. Okay. Does I have an option for speakerphone? Oh, <laughs> you have to like. You have to turn it upside down. And like pat it three times, okay. and then it turns to speakerphone. It's no, it's a clapper. So you have to clap. <laughs> With that, as you guys continue rolling towards the the training center, we are going to call it this session. Oh, all right. And with that, over the next few months, your characters are going to grow, uh, and they are going to achieve another level. Yo, one time. Um, as well as 
Um, just so you all know, as a DM, I'm planning on doing something a little bit special for each one of your characters. Like I have an idea of what it is. Brandon, this is kind of similar to, not necessarily like exactly the same. It's just more of like an added feature from your training as a visual for each and every particular character. Um, usually this is kind of almost seen as like a feat given out of like the normal level progression feat because you are getting the, like, since you accomplished this trial and you're getting training from the visuals, this is a little bit more heftier than just your average level up. Mm -hmm. um, these, uh, I'll explain later more probably in person, but basically these feats are there to kind of help your character kind of fill in maybe one of their weaknesses that they have as a person to kind of help them be a little bit more well-rounded um, in things. Most of them, though, aren't combat-focused at all, if any, really. So it's more of like have life help. But with that, let's roll some uh, hit dice. Ooh, that's all right. Yeah. Who, who wants to start for us? Sorry. All right, Adelaide, are you, what level are you taking you're going to go cleric. Yes. Okay. All right. Roll a D8 to see how much uh, real life you like that you get. Oh, it's Good job. So it's eight plus your constitution. constitution level yeah. Here. That's awesome. That's Good job. Eight. Oh, and what do I add that to? My hit point? So you just got 10 more hits. Yeah, awesome. It feels good to get an 8. Go. <laughs> All right. Who'd like to go next? After that, that's... I want no I can go. I'll go. Let's go, Alaya. Taking a level in Sorcerer. Ooh. D6, right? Yeah. I got a 1, so I want to re-roll it. Re-roll it. <laughs> I rolled another one. I'm gonna re-roll it. Re-roll. <laughs> Ricky was with these ones. Did you get another one? I get that's four ones in a row. Holy okay. crap! One sec. No, the the statistical probability of that if you're rolling like a fair dice, it's that's it's 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 that's computer. It's on my computer. My 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 dice are I. Don't know where I've been packing, and so there's somewhere in the stuff apparently I've packed. So That's one in one thousand two hundred ninety-six. Hey, I got a four. Four. Hey, it's the average. Oh, right. It's four plus my charisma, right? Or my no, my charisma, my constitution. Uh, constitution, not your charisma. Yeah, not my charisma. Yeah, it's uh, so I, it turns into a six. I feel like my health comes from me just looking pretty. So maybe hey, just people don't hit the face. That's what it is. Yeah. I'd like to go next. I can go next. All right, I'm taking a level in fighter. Seven. Oh, nice. Nice. You guys are all good. I shouldn't say things like that. Oh, 
you like to roll? Hey, confident. Eight. Good vibes. Eight. Uh, D10. This one? Yeah. Good vibes. Five. Hey, that's really good. Five. Five. Five plus your constitution, which is two, so seven. All right. Ren. Ren. All right. I'm taking a level in ranger. Sick. Um, another level in ranger. I'm I'm just ranger, so I'm rolling a d10. Yo, a 10. Oh, nice. Hey, let's Party. go. My boy. Okay. All right. Sticking with Rogue. Here we go. I rolled a four. It's so good. Not bad. I think so. Um, quick question. Uh, maybe not. We'll let you, we'll find out in the game. I was going to say, what subclass are you going to be going in if you're choosing a next subclass? But, well, I guess we'll just find out as you play. Yeah. Next time on the Dime House. Go run. We're done. We're done. Dungeon. Dungeon. Dungeon House. Dungeon.